Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank, mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops. You're scaring me. (laughs) I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Take some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's It's going to be good. It's fine. From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the session. I'm your host, Justin Crosley. With me today, so far, we have Teresa Sudi. Welcome, Teresa. Back to the studio. Beardy's here with us. Yeah. I don't know about JP yet, although he says he'll be here at some point, I, I imagine. Well, we know he left his house. We know that he left his house. Do we know he's coming here? We don't. Oh. <laughs> Do we know if he's riding a scooter or driving a car? <laughs> he's walking. We know nothing. Could be. Hopefully he's walking. Could be driving a stroller for all I know. But uh, and I think he'll be here soon. It's good to be back in the studio. Of course, last week we did a remote broadcast from Russian River Brewing Company. If you haven't checked out that show, you should. I also put up a little video on our YouTube page uh, so you can go. Look at it there. It was mostly uh, just a really quick video of Vinny describing the cool ship room and the cool ship itself uh, and the work that he put in it that he is going to make a Brewing Network beer, which is exciting. Did we ruin Um, it yet? I I don't know. I haven't gotten any updates. Uh, He did say it was going to take at least seven days for it to begin Uh, it's spontaneous fermentation. Um, so, but that was a lot of fun. It's good to be there. Yeah. Um, I like, I I don't generally like remotes. I like being in the studio. Right. Except for this fishbowl effect we have where like people I don't know, like wave at me and then I feel like a dick because I'm like, I don't, hi, I don't know who you are. That's your grinder and Tinder dates waving at you. Is that what it is? Yeah. This, Your location's on. Yeah. because Well, I was going to say, because I don't use or know how to use those apps, I thought you meant like 
this window is like my grinder and oh, Tinder okay. that I just wait here until somebody waves at me and then I like swipe them away oh, <laughs> if no, I'm I, not interested. I manage your account. I see. So I, I, oh, I say you're here. Okay. And that way I get you um, some new friends. Got There's it. A dating app called Grinder? Yeah, that. yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> it's I think that's the gay one. It is. Yeah. Oh. It's the gay dad. I don't want I don't want to uh limit my prospects yeah, exactly i don't want to turn down anybody that justin might be into yeah, yeah there just could be love in all the other all the places all the places yeah in all the places <laughs> you know i've never god been god bless i've never i've never been picky before why start now <laughs> you know yeah. it could be a zoo animal effect too because you're like waving your paws around they're like yeah hey, here's a peanut yeah and with how good i am Pretty at small much. talk you don't want to limit any of your uh, potential pool that's true uh, the, the people that you're going to bring my way and yeah. and his vision by the way he's the one swiping left or right for you right yeah. hey, all I'm, sounds like a winning recipe to me yeah yeah i've got a lot of pixels on this phone zoomed in very close <laughs> Uh, well, so yeah, I do generally like to be in the studio though. It just feels a little uh, easier and a little more comfortable, but I have to say I had so much fun on last week's show at Russian river. And I don't think I've had that much fun on a show in a very, very long time. And part of that, it was of course the excitement of being at Russian river, but, uh, but then also Vinny and Natalie are just so nice and kind. And I've always said this about Vinny. I think I've said it on the air before, you know, for those of you who feel starstruck around Vin, I can fix this for you in a moment. He just wants to talk about beer. Like, he's such a beer guy, like the rest of us. He's such a beer geek. Um, And uh, I'm not saying he minds you saying, oh, my God, I love you, I love your beer. But I'm just saying, after you get over your gushing, and you should do it quickly. Right. Just start asking him beer questions. It, like that, people think that oh, he must be tired of this, and it's the opposite. That's exactly. instantly how you get the Vinny that the rest of us know and love, and and that's what made the show so fun. Like you can just, I'm telling you, even before we went on the air, like he was excited all day <laughs> to you know I had to show up way early, and he was so excited all day to get to sit down and talk about beer for three hours. Yeah. His eyes lit up when I asked him about the CIP process on his wet, wet roller mill. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Like no other. There you go. Yeah. I mean, he was just, he spent so many hours and just on the whole time and just like, yeah, never met a more pleasant person who loves beer more and loves to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So it just uh, made for a very pleasant experience, I think, for all of us. Um, the the cool ship room, which he had filled with wort that day, was a little humid. Yes. It's a little. <laughs> and by a little, you mean a lot. Yeah. I mean, it was like, yeah, we basically felt like we were doing the show from under a uh, sauna. Right. Um, it felt like the end of the show at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Uh, so it posed its own challenges, but it also just was a, uh, a, a just a good time. And, and yeah, he uh, even closed down the place with us. He did after the show, uh, which was which is nice. And then and then we went to the RV and kept going like we always do. <laughs> closed down the parking lot. Closed down the parking lot. <laughs> Teresa got her first uh, experience at, at hanging out with us until two early in the morning. So sorry about that. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> she excused just herself. Just one time. Yeah. 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 Eventually, when I was talking, my eyes were closed, and I started dreaming and talking at the same time. I said, 
that's the time. I'm going to go pass out in my van now. Yeah, that's smart of you. Beardy doesn't do that. He goes, he pushes right through that. <laughs> yeah, it comes in waves. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden the sun's up and you're ready to go to work again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just a great time. You can listen to the podcast, of course, over on the Brewing Network, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, and then go to our YouTube page and check it out. And if we've done everything right today, which is is uncommon, um, I think we're also streaming this show live to YouTube right now. It's working. I just confirmed it. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're trying to get back to that little action because uh, I know people like it over there. I was doing it on Facebook for a while. And, um, oh. you know, I don't know. We, you know. Is that the one where people can chat? Yeah, at you and heart but, your but words. You, you, and you can do that on, on YouTube also. I just, I don't, Facebook's so restrictive. Uh, they just have a lot of rules, and I can't stream to multiple destinations. So, in other oh. words, I can't do YouTube and Facebook. Facebook has a rule. It's not like you would so, have rules about what we could say. No, no, it's not that. Although, who knows? Like, that <laughs> stuff comes up all the time, too. Yeah. So, nah, I just, I'm switching it over to YouTube. We're going we're gonna to try it out over there. So, you can go to our YouTube page. You can follow us there. You can subscribe to our channel. It'll let you know. And uh, I'm going to try to do all of our live shows over there. We experimented with YouTube a while back, too. And I, I was kind of moving between Facebook and YouTube because I want to mm. try them both. And I've decided I think I like YouTube better. So that's where we are. Hi, JP. Welcome. Hi. Thank you very much. You know, it's another chat room that someone will have to monitor. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody monitors Actually, any of them anyway. I think, so. the, I think you can turn YouTube chat off. I can. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I know. Nobody knows which chat room to use. <laughs> you know, I understand that. Yeah, so. Facebook sucks because if you don't like the page often enough or whatever, then you never see the posts. So you're never going to see if we go live anyway if you're not super active on the channel to begin with. And it's just – it's a mess, man. Well, and that's true. I will say we got more – live viewers when we are on Facebook by quite a lot. Nice. But then the video sometimes would save and sometimes wouldn't. Uh, Whereas YouTube, they're just always there. Yeah. So over time, I feel like if people wanted to go back and and like see if anyone's wearing a racist shirt, for example, it's they true. can find that on YouTube. No one would ever do that here. I no. don't think so. Yeah. But I just, yeah. that was just, it just popped yeah. in my head. I, I prefer to say if someone is projecting racism onto an innocent <laughs> shirt... <laughs> then you can because go. they're racist at their core. Right. Yeah, right. Then you can go make that evaluation yes. yourself <laughs> yes. because the video will remain on YouTube. Look, really, it's scientific. That's yeah. the only scientific way to know for sure. Yeah. And we're all about sciencey stuff here. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So uh, you can go to youtube.com slash brewing network. And I, I would appreciate it if you subscribe to us and then you get to know when we put up videos like the Russian River video, which uh, I'm proud of that one. It was quick and dirty. Like I just made it uh, pretty simple. It's just Vinny explaining the thing, but it's a minute long and you get to see not only this cool room, but like you kind of get a feel for how excited Vinny is, even in this like short one minute description of where he's at. Nice. So um, go check all that out and uh, have some fun while you're at it. All right. On today's program, we've got Ghost Town Brewing Company out of Oakland, California. They're in studio with us. We're going to be talking to the fellows from there. You can go to ghosttownbrewing.com if you want to little, uh, learn a little more about them right now. Uh, I've got one of their beers in my glass already, and I think they brought us quite a few. Oh, wow. Perfect. Uh, yeah, they're all on tap here at the Hop Grenade if you want to come down and try it anytime this week. All right, let me get through just a couple of uh, announcements we have for you this week. No. Uh, brought to you today by Drake's Brewing Company. Go to drinkdrakes.com and check it out. And I've been telling you, 
this Saturday, May 25th, from 1 to 5 p.m. in Oakland's Jack London Square is Drake Brewing Company and Bike East Bay, bringing together more than 30 local craft breweries to share their best session beers. It's all low ABV beers at the Session Beer Festival. Entry is free and open to all ages. There's going to be live music, food, games, prizes. Uh, they're going to have like beer pong and, and cornhole. Um They've got a Drake's Kickback Lounge you can go hang out at. There'll be a homebrewing demonstration by the Bay Area Mashers. That's pretty cool. And uh, some of the participating breweries, uh, 21st Amendment, our good friends over there, Alvarado Street, Cellar Maker, Firestone Walker, Humble Sea, Modern Times, Russian River, Temescal, and more. Uh, so entry is free, but if you want to taste the beer, you can get pre-sale tickets for 35 bucks or 40 at the door, pending availability. Um, so... Go to drinkdrakes.com, click on the Session Fest there, and uh, get your tickets. That's this weekend, Saturday, May 25th. We should make up one of those stupid like uh, brewery games, like Cornhole or Washoes or whatever. Mm-hmm. We should just make up our own and like market. I don't know what – like. Like throw the the bag on the pole, or I don't know, you know what I mean? Like something, just yeah. make up some dumb game. Well, I, was, I was learning how to play cups yesterday, where you take a solo cup and you have to like bounce it down and yeah. stand back up. Yeah, like that game. Okay, yeah. I'm good at that game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of suck. I like I the game where you swing the ring practice. onto the nail. <laughs> that one's tough. I yeah. like that game too. Yeah. That one's that one's frustrating. But like, well, how would we make up? Like, we, you know, sounds like I mean? a Twitter game to me. <laughs> That's <laughs> our dumb beer game. Twitter game is brought to you this week. Yeah. I like the idea. <laughs> the 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 challenge is it. I mean, Hasbro. I really like this idea. If it if we could invent something that catches on, well, like because yeah. like, cornhole is a blast. I don't I don't know why it's such a stupid game because you're throwing shit. I guess and like washus yeah. that that's like a brewery specific game that right. brewers made up, but it never really caught on. It was popular for about four seconds. Yeah, remember yeah. that like yeah, five Roger years ago. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Faction yeah. loves it. and like that's and, and a couple that's other guys. And then yeah. I think cornhole came on the scene and over, right. kind of overtook it. So yeah. you're right. If if we can get it to catch on, who knows? Man. I like it. Sky's yeah. the limit yeah. on. Um, out of people that won't know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I like the idea. Right. Like kick a, like a kick the, kick the baby. Kick the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Man. Uh, why is that the first thing that comes to mind? I, I, I think you should name it Boot the Baby. Boot, Boot the, the Baby. baby yeah. yeah. Brewers Boots. Obviously. That's, that's true. Yeah. yeah you don't true. want to dirty your normal shoes. <laughs> yeah. Throw the baby in the boot. <laughs> All right, we're off to a good start, yeah. I guess, I feel like. Yeah. Moving to Alabama soon. Alabama, <laughs> <laughs> coming to the bar. Let's go. Yeah. All right, so your announcements today are uh, BNA 14, our 14th anniversary party. Tickets are on sale. It's happening Saturday, June 29th, uh, out in Providence, Rhode Island. It's the closing bash to Homebrew Con. After all that's done, you can come hang out with us. All you can drink for 35 bucks, which is pretty cool. It's a pretty good deal. Um, you know, we change the party up a little bit every every year, depending on our location and state laws and all that. And, and this year, we've teamed up with more beer and melvin brewing company we're also going to announce the winner of the boil rumble national homebrew competition that we did it's a club competition so um we got a lot going on there it's going to be a lot of good beer i'm really excited about the venue we we rented out an entire music hall and it has an arcade room. Like, there's one room that's just an arcade. It's got a big ballroom. It's got like a smaller whiskey bar. You can, you'll be able to uh, purchase uh, liquor uh, additionally, but it's all you can drink craft beer. Um, you mean like a ball pit room? No, that would be fun. 
That would be fun. No, like oh. a ballroom, like a like a grand ballroom. Oh, for dancing and boring things. Yeah, <laughs> not a ball pit. That would be cool, though. I, mean, I wish well, I could have found it, a place for that. That would be cool. And then we could. Well, you could actually fill the the, the hop grenade here mm-hmm. with ball pit. Like, and then but it's like a pool bar where you you yeah, wade up like, to the bar in the you have to like <laughs> wade through. Oh my god! <laughs> you have to wade through. How sticky and nasty would those be <laughs> out with all the beer? That is Think of all the germs. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could hide my erection at that point. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Balls start popping out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Just go to thebrewingnetwork.com and you can click on the event right there on their homepage, on our homepage. It's a giant picture of the FET Music Hall, actually. So um, come hang out with us. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and we just get to hang out and drink some beer. We'll do some entertainment on the stage. And we're giving away the official Brewing Network More Beer brew sculpture so you get raffle tickets with your purchase of entry and um you'll be able to get more too so um go to brewingnetwork.com right now and buy your tickets where they sell especially the vip hour we're doing a little vip hour too we hang out early and um you get more raffle tickets for that and we're doing a little meet and greet with the brewing network the uh the melvin uh, guys and and more beer as well so Go do that for me. All right. You can support the show by doing your Amazon shopping. Just click the Amazon link on our homepage. We'd appreciate if you did that. So many of you do, and, and thank you. It really helps a lot. So uh, thanks for doing that. And um, you can subscribe and join the BN Army. Uh, for as little as 2 bucks a month, you're entered into the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway. And that's a chance to win 100 bucks uh, to More Beer. We give away a gift certificate to them every single month. So go hit the subscribe button. You know, hit the donate button on our homepage. And um, the more you donate, the more chances you have to win the 100 bucks to more beer. Uh, all right. What else? Don't forget to check out our other shows, Hop and Brew School, Heads and Tails, Shine Runner Craft Marketing, Dr. Homebrew. Uh, we got all kinds of stuff on the Brewing Network now. I'm surprised sometimes. I go look at our webpage and like... Yeah, I just tend to like keep moving, right? Like I don't, I don't, I don't like stop and appreciate or look back too much. And uh, but I was looking through the site the other day and like, holy shit, do we have a lot of shows now? We have a lot of shows. The Sour Hour, Doctor Homebrew, uh, Heads and Tails, Hop and Brew School, Brew Strong, still killing it. Do we still do the bike show? You know, those guys. I just took all my equipment back from those guys, <laughs> mostly because now it's like broad. It's remote season. Like we had the show at Russian River, and we've got a uh, Homebrew Con. Uh huh. And no, they kind of like I set them up with all my stuff, yeah. and then it's not their fault. Like life just gets in the way. It's, and, it's and, a commitment. I think a, a lot, a lot more than you think it's going to be. It, and I, the thing is, though, I know that now, and <laughs> I've known that for years. Right. So I express that every time, and it doesn't matter how much you talk to people; no. they just go. It, it happens with sponsors too, by the way. Uh, you know, sponsors sign up, and they're like, you know, how often can we change our sponsor message? I'm like. You can change it every week. You can just let me know. Oh, we're going to do that. We want to keep it fresh. I'm like, okay. And they'll be like, we want to come in and record it ourselves every time. All right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I always tell them, I go, listen, I, I know you think that um, it'd probably be good if we just get a, a few basic ones, you know, like general messages. And then, right. you know, that way when you run out of time, you still have, and they're like, no, 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 we'll be here. Eh, never happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyhow, I do think they they got their group back. Like he, the the host Zach had yeah. texted me like, "Hey, 
uh, we got a new co-host who has more availability now, and we're about to get this going again. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, man, timing. I'm coming to pick up my equipment next week. <laughs> I just broke into, broke into your house and took all my shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do think they found another studio to record in, so I do hope that okay. that one comes back. Well, yeah, that'll be cool. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of content, not to mention our back catalog, but I'm just saying... Um, you know, in all the years we've been doing this, I, I've always envisioned it. There's a reason we named it the Brewing Network, because right. it was never supposed to be about one show. And I just yeah. was kind of proud to see how many different shows we have now. Yeah, it's really absolutely. Cool. It's like a brewery having a lot of beers on the board. You know, you got diversity. Yeah. And I, don't, I, I really don't think that there's another entity in beer that like has anything like that. You know, no. that much media mm-hmm. available. So Maybe you should try listening to one of the shows. I don't know. No, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I have to do that. Don't do that. I recently started listening to podcasts like at all. Like yeah. I hated podcasts yeah. for all the years we've been doing this. I hated podcasts. Yeah, and I think I finally actually accepted that we're a podcast. Yeah. Mm. Mostly because I can't deny it anymore. Like it pays the fucking bills. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he, there's some good ones out there now. Yeah, that's there true. really wasn't for yeah. so long. Well, and I th- I think it's almost like the pendulum is also kind of swinging back the other way, where mm. everything is so overproduced and, mm. and overwritten. Um, like there's a pod that was really good. Is it? Oh, I forget the name of it now. Uh, uh, I apologize, but it's like so overwritten and over dramatized. It's true crime, which mm. is super hot, and it's like yeah. I can't, I can't listen to this anymore. It's almost gotten so good, it's bad. Now. Right? There right. is a there is a, a, a middle ground. I think there is. Yeah. Like I know everyone talks about this, so it feels silly even to say it. But like, but cereal. I was right? going to say but cereal, I mean, right? <laughs> and now I found another one that I like too. But like. Well, don't say but it. here's what I want to say about Serial. It's not just the... Uh, I mean, obviously, like, the investigative journalism in Serial was just... It was top. These are, these are world-class journalists. And they're yeah, being yeah. paid right. at, like, world-class journalists, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, but uh, what's her name? The, the Sarah host? Koenig? No, that's... She's yeah. criminal. N- uh, no, no. Serial. It's Sarah. Yeah. Oh, that, okay. That's it. That's it. And she's... TV judge. She is fabulous. Yeah. Like... I don't care, broadcaster, podcaster, storyteller, I don't care what you want to call her. She's amazing to listen to. And I'm a critic. Uh, And usually, if they're better than me, I hate them. (laughs) She is way better than me, and I love her. She's just wonderful. And so then I found this other one called uh, In the Dark, another true crime. That's a good one, too. And so... Now I really like it, right? But mm. for the first couple episodes, I'm listening to this other host, and I'm just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but she's not bad. Right. It's just that, like, by comparison, after listening to Sarah, I was just... It, Sarah sets the bar really high. Yeah, yeah, so really, it took me some getting used to, but then I realized, shit, the investigative journalism, once again, is great, and her delivery is just fine. She's talented as well. <laughs> but anyhow... I actually kind of like podcasts now. I'm not saying I'm like going nuts or anything, but uh, yeah, I, I found myself kind of doing that too. Uh, Criminal is a good one. It's, it's like, like serial, yeah. But she's that's Phoebe Judge. She's she's very more interview style rather than investigative journalism. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's cool. She has a cool pace. But uh, there's one. It's like Doctor Death. That one wasn't bad either, which is pretty good. But I, but that's what I was talking about. It's kind of like almost over dramatized, where mm. the writing is almost a little too full of itself, and you're like, oh my god, dude! It, it just it took me 
me out of the thing. But right. uh, yeah, there's there's well, some, there's some good podcasts out there. And then speaking sure. of like over dramatized, there's also the ones that are like drama. Like uh, what's his nuts from uh, Bohemian Rhapsody has one out now. Uh, um, the Oscar winner, Queefus Queely. Yeah. I don't know why <laughs> he looks like Rami. Uh, Rami something or other. Malik. Mr. Ro- Mr. Rami Malik. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Put out, guys. It's a, it's a, Mr. Robot. It's yeah, a, yeah that yeah. guy. It looks like you got who, his balls who I like. stuck in a zipper. I like him a lot. And so he put out it's a it's a fictional right mm-hmm. so and and it stars him and and I was like oh well I like him a lot so I'll check it out but then I, and it's not bad but then I'm like Wait, isn't this what we did like in the thirties? I was like this is yeah. just like yeah. it's TV on the radio. Yeah. It's just and and it, I couldn't it wasn't the same. It's on demand radio. It's on demand but it's do you see what I'm saying? Like before television, you sat there around on Sunday drama. nights yeah. to to listen to your favorite. And yeah. so I'm like, well, what do we do? We're going back to that now. Like we're reverting. So you don't read books anymore, do you? Well, okay, that's an exception. But I do feel like there are, there are ways that we take technology yeah, and Warren. it goes to it and it goes to a point and then we revert. Here we go. Text messaging. Uh huh. Yeah. Let's be real. We 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 came we've gone back to an easy way to carve shit in stone. Yes. Like King. we like we went like we're now we only communicate with fucking uh, uh, text again. Like if well, you some really, of us do. If you really <laughs> if you really think about it like the 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 popularity of text is a is a reversion of where we used to be. Oh, sure. It just happens to be fast, right? So I feel like eventually even that will continue to revert into the past and we will only speak to each other through images mm-hmm. like ha- fucking hieroglyphics on, like a, on, a, on a yes like emo- <laughs> emojis are what are we cavemen again like they so i'm saying that so, there are certain technologies that we we go 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 and yes. then we figure out how to bring them back to the to the the well, caveman era so podcasts are the slippery slope <laughs> so back yes. to drawing on caves yes <laughs> so the Correct. other day i was texting someone and i was like man you know what would be great is if my phone would just read this text message back to me. Absolutely. And then I could, you know, just verbally text back whatever. And I was like, Beverly, that's, that's talking. A phone call. <laughs> okay. So my car does that. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. And I did it a couple times and I then I it. did the same. I was like, why don't you just call this? But I'm, I'm talking to this. I'm talking to my car and it took longer. Uh, it's because you don't want to talk to the person. You're right. I, I understand, and I don't want to talk to people either. Right. And I text message like a motherfucker. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying I don't like it. Okay. I'm just making an anthropological analysis of, oh. of our communication. Right. We're we're reverting back to well, well technology you know, is now allowing us to not have to deal with each other. Yes, just well, like then, cave walls used to. Just like cave walls <laughs> used to do. Yeah. When's the last time you resolved anything through text message that was faster than if you just picked up the phone? For right. Two minutes. Right. It's not. It's just. Yeah, I don't know. Easier is not the right word. Uh, more comfortable. I don't know. I well, love it. Like, I mean, I think it's great. Have, but we all have anxiety about what we're going to say. When yeah. you write it down, it's like you can take all that away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wastes all kinds of time, and there's total miscommunication. Sure. Especially if you accidentally send a dick pic, and you're like, "Oh, I, it was the uh, wrong. Yeah, that that yeah. was the that was the wrong text. That was That's right." <laughs> Or if you accidentally send a terrible meme to your mother-in-law, which may or may not have happened in my life. What did you send? 
um, a picture of this gangbanger. First of all, my mother-in-law is like the most Christian woman in the whole world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a picture of like this gangster-looking guy with like a teardrop tattoo, and he's like, "People are generally nice, except for Juan. Juan will fucking kill you." <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "Why is Juan going to kill me?" <laughs> she was like, "Bev, I don't think this was for me." Oh my god! I was like, oh my god. like, nope, no, it's it for was. you. That was one hundred percent. Yeah, for you. Watch your back, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> what surprises me about the 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 tech technology reversion is the amount of companies that don't have call-in customer service. Yeah. That yeah. they're going straight to email when you have like complicated questions and yeah. they refuse, refuse to even call you yeah. to to help solve a problem. It's 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 a mind fuck, especially these days. Yeah. There's so many other companies in any atmosphere doing everything. You're not the only one. Customers have choices. Offer at, at least go like, hey man, you know what? I'll schedule a phone call. I'll call you in like ten minutes, and we'll go through your problem because you're having a hard time. That's that to me. That doesn't make sense. You're supposed to use technology to make things easier on everybody, not just your tech support people. That's when people don't want to text when they want to scream at somebody because they're angry. That if their they're mad, won't work. Well, sure, but, if but also, even if they're not mad, if it, like I agree with you on the tech support side, but yeah. I will, I'll admit also, it's the last thing I want to do oh, is, sure. is call you. And I would think maybe that's the norm. Like, provide me everything you possibly can so I don't have to call you. Yeah. But at some point, like, like when our video goes down, like we pay for our live streaming service and shit. Yeah. We pay a good fucking dollar for that. And can I call them? No. I have to go through eight support tickets, and there and and I'm fine with that if it's like efficient. Like I said, the last thing I want to do is call. Right. But like the other day, I'm trying to figure out this YouTube thing. We couldn't get it to go to both, and it's been a it's been a week long, ten day long process because there's no opportunity Jeez. to call. <laughs> yeah, that's annoying. Like if if you're if your customer service and you're on thread fifteen mm, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. twenty mm-hmm. or twenty three, and the customer has been going, hey, I, can can we just call you? Like you don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't. I'm doing what you're doing, but you're what you're telling me to do, but it's not working, and yeah. you're not understanding that. At some point, I need to just talk. Let me just talk to you. Well, we're yeah, not really yeah. set up for that. <laughs> well, all right. Guess what? Thanks, Here's anyway. all your shit back. <laughs> Thanks anyway. All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. You can send show ideas there if you want to. Just send uh, pretty much everything. That's like the bucket for which you need to get to us. Feedback yeah. at thebrewingnetwork.com. All right. Do we have a Twitter game today? Um, I do. Was, if Warren does, his is probably better than mine because I really wasn't feeling it today. I didn't want to hog it, so I, I was going to let you go. Okay. Do you have one? No, I didn't send it. Okay, well, then I got one. All right. Twitter game is brought to you today by the Wine and Hop Shop. You can go to wineandhop.com, and they've been locally owned in Madison, Wisconsin, for over 40 years. Most of their items ship within 24 hours, and BN listeners get $8 flat rate shipping on orders under 25 pounds. Just enter BN shipping in the notes field of the shopping cart, and then your discount will be taken after you check out. Uh, Madison residents, you can order your homebrew supplies online at Wine wineandhop.com, and then go pick them up at Working Draft Beer Company, which is pretty cool. They're located on Wilson Street right across from Central Park, and they will waive the shipping and give you half off your first beer. So it's a good deal. Damn. Go to wineandhop.com and check it out. What's our Twitter game today? Well, uh, you know, I was feeling a little bit lonely today, um, hmm. you know, in my oh. house. I know, it's real weird, but uh, it's out Did of the norm for me. No. Did you roll away? God, I wish you would run away. <laughs> To be honest with you, I'm leaving. Okay, there's the door. <laughs> uh, this takes a lot of my time. Uh, very important work to do. Um, so I thought about if you could give one person 
from history, a hug, who would it be and why? Like a very caring hug, like a like an oh. embrace, like a proper embrace. You know, who would it be and why? Yeah. I like this. You were, wow, you were feeling low, yeah. lo- lonely today. Actually, I was just really fucking tired. I'm standing in the kitchen watching Alice whine at me for uh, reasons unknown. I have no idea why. <laughs> Does anybody I'm ever? Going, I'm fucking I'm tired, dude. What's <laughs> the least amount of effort I can do? So that's why I was trying to defer to the old boy over there, Warren. Oh. But uh, mm-hmm. like, uh, hey, the hug, game. The great hug great is game. fine. It'll be fine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not Who all did of you want to hug. Can be bangers. Um, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Juan. Oh. Why? Because <laughs> he'll fucking. I just I really wish. So I really wish a, a guy named Juan with a face tattoo would come and end my life. Just, oh, I, really I thought you do. said come yeah. and hug you. I no, be really I nice. just. I wish he just put, press the point of a knife into my throat until the skin pops. Oh gosh! And then it comes yeah. out slowly the other end. That's the only way he knows how to hug. I really want that. I just want that for my life. Wow. Yeah. You know, I I think tough week. I've made a lot no. of friends. <laughs> With face and neck tattoos lately. Yeah. And it's really like desensitized me to face and neck tattoos. It's like, you're you're okay. Like, they're good people. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. So a lot of those they stereotypes are really like disappearing. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Stereotypes usually exist for a reason. For a reason. That's right. Uh, and there was a period of time that like the, you know, the, the, for the most part, the type of people that are getting these face and neck tattoos were like, you know, maybe not the type of people you want to hang out with. But the times they are changing, yeah. and even those people they are changing. Like some of them are just older now, right? Oh, sure, yeah. They, <laughs> like some, you know, you're not talking about twenty year olds here. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like yeah. thirty year old wrestling coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're aging out of the game, dude. They're like, I mean, I, I yeah. get, uh, you know, my knees are going. I can't be chasing after you for your wallet. Anymore. Yeah, they're just <laughs> welcome they... to Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, I got arthritis in my stabbing hand. <laughs> yeah. I had to retire. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do a little feedback. Feedback's brought to you today by the Beer Law Center. Go to beerlawcenter.com and check them out. They protect our trademark, and they can do that for you, too. They can do your brewery filings, especially if you're in North Carolina. And um, John's just a good guy. Go over there, beerlawcenter.com. Did you do the feedback from last did you, on last week? I know sometimes you don't uh, for live read. I did not. Shows. Okay. But leave the one in that you talk about the one that's about Russian River. Uh, or, no, the the one. So I did the one for last week. I did. It was only one, so I didn't know if I should put it in the document. I forgot to text you because yeah. you don't want to take my phone calls. It's all good. <laughs> it's, uh, it's all good. Um, I read them in here. Keep everything here that's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're good. Uh, the first bit of feedback today is actually about our Russian River show, and I'll just give you a little background first. We um, we challenged, surprised and challenged Beardy to a uh, blind tasting. I so wish JP was there as so well. Um, yeah, for, for Beardy. I don't remember um, what he's talking about. <laughs> I had too many beers, I think, at that point. Uh, the excuses are starting to fly already. <laughs> uh, luckily for you, this listener has excuses for you as well. Um, but we made uh, him... Genetic excuses. <laughs> Believe it or not, even though I'm usually the guy who likes to spring these things on y'all, this was a Vinny idea, and um, what we did was take one of his clear beers and one of his hazy beers, um, put them next to each other, blindfold Beardy, Mm -hmm. and make him pick not only his favorite of the two, but which one was clear. Oh, my boy failed? Oh, well, it depends on what you think of as a failure. Really, there is no right answer. Well, there's 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 a right right answer answer. for one of those questions. Correct, yeah. It's it's Warren and I against every haze bro in the world, and so... My team well, can't lose, right, Warren? So right. okay. Uh, his his favorite beer, yeah, 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 was the hazy beer. <laughs> You're a piece of. Dog. And the beer he chose as the clear beer, yeah, yeah, 
was the hazy beer. Oh boy! Yeah. But the, to be fair, the the clear beer was a hazy beer that was centrifuge, so it contained the flavor yeah, of a hazy beer. Well, yeah, well, okay. Clear. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. all right, all right. So. Clayton writes in. We've heard from Clayton before. <laughs> Clayton, so, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> so put your feet up or go get a beer. I don't That's know right. what. Yeah. Um, he says, regarding Beardy's Blind Tasting at Russian River Brewing Company, there is no way that Vinny's Hazy is the same as all other hazy beers if Beardy's description of the beer was accurate. And more bitterness, <laughs> more bitterness can't be the only difference. He says, sure. Vinny did mention unmalted wheat and oats like you hear others mention, but maybe he's using less than others because it's not just uh, it's not just our seeing haze that makes it taste different. It does, capital letters from Clayton, <laughs> taste different. I mean, they did taste different, didn't they, Beardy? Uh, no, they tasted very close to the same. Mm. That was the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. You can make quite you quite can quite make quite. a clear beer taste like a hazy beer. You add enough chalk and enough uh, wheat and flaked grains. Mm-hmm. You can make a clear West Coast beer. Okay, all right. Or, or hang in there. Hang in. Let's get through the rest here. Well, then we can dive into it. <laughs> yeah, stopping so angry, Warren. He Calm says. Down. He says. I describe hazy beers as tasting like pizza or bread dough absorbing all the other flavors. And then he goes on to say, it's basically true. (laughs) Since the majority of hazy beers are unmalted grain particulate and low flocculating yeast. Bread dough is unmalted grain and yeast. You know how much... And my experience backs that up, he says. Mm. Well, okay, so that's Clayton going, you can't tell me I'm wrong because it's my experience. Right, right. Which is very smart. This man man is an expert online arguer. I've used that several times. That's my experience. You can't tell me I'm wrong. Right, right. Uh, He goes on to say, on the Hop and Brew School podcast, my co-host Nick has talked about using some hop fractions to help provide haze, and higher hop polyphenols from large dry hop additions will inherently provide that too. Hmm. So he says, I wonder how hazy, for example, blind uh, Pliny and blind pig are before they get the centrifuge. Basically, he says, I don't think it's apples to apples, and it sounds like Vinny has done hazy as correct as hazy can be. But the other question is, would you rather drink that hazy beer, I guess the one that you chose, Beardy, or the clear Pliny or Blind Pig beers? Hazy beers can be enjoyable, but at 8 to 12 ounces, they start to accumulate on the palate and gets more doughy than you think. I'm not opinionated. I'm right. <laughs> from Clayton. Well, Warren, answer the man. Well, question. I would never say Clayton was wrong. No, about yeah, anything. You better not. No. say Clayton was wrong. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. He has a whole city named after him over here. Right, very close. Yeah, uh, I would drink a blind pig or a pliny all day over either of those two beers hmm. that I was picking between. Convenient. Um, well, uh, I don't. I don't accept the premise of, of, of your answer or the question, because I feel like... I just answered his question. It has to be done. I think he, he I think a better question for Clayton to ask is, we should have done it blind with one of those in there as well, and asked him to pick his for the favorite. Best of show, like, right? pick yeah, your favorite sure. and pick the hazy. Well, it, for or, the favorite question, that would have been better. It could, yeah, yeah, it could yeah. have been like, yeah. which is hazy? Okay, pick this one. Now, here's now, two which is more. Your favorite, yeah. Which are, yeah, yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know... Mm-hmm. That's just uh, kicking a man while he's down. Well, <laughs> well and Vinny admitted to putting using salt the same, in his own 
Vinny did put some salts in the both beers. See? He salted them the same. Yeah, you're so salty. The mouthfeel and all of that's going to be the same, whether it's clear or not, because of all of the chalk that he had. Well, but I think the isn't the, the the premise that the yeast and suspension and all that stuff in suspension adds mouthfeel that other stuff can't. Well, no, the chalk also. If you put a lot of chalk in the in but the if beer. it's the same beer but one centrifuge. But I think if you're, it just depends on what your haze is coming from. Because yeah. I, I really don't think his haze that was in his hazy beer was coming from yeast. It was yeah. more yeah. like a protein-driven haze. Hmm. Yeah. The, so it's not going to yield that like yeasty flavor. But those two, mm-hmm. but a, a protein-driven haze is still not going to add mouthfeel. Uh, I, I think I think I mean, it would not as much. Okay. Not as much as the finer particulate, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, t- I tend to not to, to go to things I don't understand, so mm. um, <laughs> I just don't even drink them. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I, it's easy to make a clear beer taste like a hazy, but you can't make a hazy beer taste like a clear beer. Yeah. I was drinking two mm. hazy beers. Mm. One was centrifuged. <laughs> Yeah. So if anything, that only proves. I feel like you. I feel like you. I feel like you made a hazy beer taste like a clear beer. Yeah. No. And you chose it as a clear beer. <laughs> the, I, was I mean, I'm sorry, hazy, but I feel like you chose it as a clear beer. The only beer. thing that proved is that a centrifuge cannot fix a hazy beer. They're just bad, <laughs> no matter what you do. Just don't make it. Huh. Centrifuge uh, won't help. So, I don't know if that's what it proved. So and then why? But then why else, was the JP, hazy beer can we at your least, favorite? What? Why was the hazy hazy one of those two beers your favorite if they're both the same? They were so close. It was it like was a lesser like, of two evils. Yeah. I think you should go back and listen to the recording because I don't really remember him saying anything about a lesser of two evils. I remember him giving the description of why he usually likes a clear beer and that this particular beer had those attributes. Hmm. So you're saying after the fact you would have given me permission to shit on Vinny's beer in his cool ship room? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. First of all, you, you would t- ask for yeah. permission? <laughs> Just take a it. Week be- a week beyond actually yeah. being there? Let's go back. Let's do another remote. <laughs> and then do all yeah, that. Yeah. You're, you're a bunch of jerks. It'll be a remote yeah. detonation. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, can we all just agree? No. Of <laughs> Clayton's right. The... The amount of pleasure I took out of the outcome of that test. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I just I looked at Vinny instantly. You can hear all this on the on the on the podcast too. I was like, Vinny, I, I loved you before, and God damn it, do I love you more now? That <laughs> is, I couldn't. Yeah, we could. I was like, I could not have asked for a better outcome. Wow. Um, yeah. This is what happens, dude. You can't you can't <laughs> enter these these feats of strength and mind mind <laughs> mind uh, calisthenics that you have to do to get around this stuff without me. What was I going to do? Jump in the cool ship? (laughs) You you could just say, no, I don't feel good. Oh, that's it? So, that's all it so you lost the stifle chug because you threw up with nope. Dan Gordon. I then was you, official. It didn't throw Then up. you lost this debate now, and now you know. Now I don't know what, what's going to happen. But see, Beardy is, is about good radio, so he knows <laughs> that he had yeah. to do the things for the sake of the show. Right. So. I knew I was going to look like an asshole. I said it right before I put the blindfold on. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't just because I was wearing Abby's scarf. 
right. Well, I do thank you for participating in it, and I do think it made for excellent radio. You're very welcome. So, thank you, for it, even despite the potential embarrassment. Um, potential. <laughs> all right, let's get through this. We got to get to a break here, so we get our guests in here. Uh, Matt writes in, uh, "Hey, Justin and friends. Unfortunately, I will not be able to make it to HomebrewCon this year, as well as BNA 14. But I'd love the opportunity to get raffle tickets to win that brew sculpture, the uh, the Brewing Network brew sculpture. Is there any way for listeners to do, to get in the ring? Um, I'm working on that, Matt. I already won it. Um, <laughs> I already won it. Sorry. <laughs> Raffles are tricky business. Um, I, yeah, I'm working on whether or not there is a way I can offer uh, tickets to folks that are not there. Um, I'll let you know soon. Yeah, that's tough. That's tricky business. It's different it's state by state, too. Oh, the yeah. The it's basically, it can't be gambling. You can have raffles. Yeah. Can't be gambling. And certain states are like, well, to have any kind of raffle, you have to be a nonprofit. And we're not. Um, I'm not selling, as of now, raffle tickets. I'm selling tickets to BNA 14. Wait, the BN's made a profit? And you get... <laughs> I know, we should just be a nonprofit. Uh, uh, I'm selling tickets to BNA 14, and then you get these you get these raffle tickets for that. Like yeah, the, yeah. the raffle ticket's free. Right. Uh, anyway, Matt, I'm working on that, because I think it'd be cool if the whole Brewing Network had a chance to win the official Brewing Network sculpture. I think it'd be really cool. I yeah. just got to figure that out. So hang in there. I started working on that. I've uh, been talking to some folks and seeing if we can make it happen, so... Stay tuned to the show, and I'll let you know. Uh, or stay tuned. Go. You can check out the ticket page for BNA14. Just go to thebrewingnetwork.com and click on the event there. And uh, if I can do it, it, they'll end up being an option there to get tickets. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> All right. Now, this last email is also about the Russian River show, but I did not get it before the show. But I can answer some of it, because it, it sounds like questions for Vinny. But I, I can give you, like, my own experience with when Vinny was kind of giving me the tour there. Well, it's weird, because it came in after the show because okay. i did i did feedback for that show i think that monday mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and so it came in at some point between <laughs> between like tuesday and and this morning so okay a little late but well i will answer what i can here uh, victor writes in um how and this assume this is for Vinny. how was the brewing and calibrating a very popular beer like pliny uh into bigger batches how many brews did it take and um has any of it been in the cool ship? Uh, he says, such a lovely lineup that's more readily available to us in Northern California. Uh, he says, I was able to take Pliny, Blind Pig, and Happy Hops, which is a great beer, to uh, an Australian friend who owns a brewery in Todos Santos, Baja, Mexico. They were in heaven from Victor. Okay, I can't answer all those questions, but I can answer some. They died. They were in heaven, and <laughs> I transcended this mortal coil to deliver beer to them. And, and then they died. And then they died again. Uh, so, he had to make some specific adjustments, obviously, to scale up to the new batch. And one thing that I thought was, uh, well, ridiculous, but very, very Vinny Chalurzo is um, he bought a, a, a mash grinder. I don't know, what are they called? I don't know mash what grinder, uh, you know, you grind the mash. The mill. Uh, the mill. It's a. He bought a wet mill. Yes, that's yeah. right. He bought a wet mill. But because he'd never used a wet mill before, and he and he needed to make Pliny like he, he needed to make it taste like Pliny. He was concerned that like the efficiency apparently jumps like by a ton when you move to a wet mill. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, a lot a lot less grain to get the same. Um, 
sugars that you need. So he bought a wet mill that uh, would then function as both a wet and a dry mill so that he could use it as a dry mill to start as he would slowly transit. This was just one of the things, obviously, he had to change. And then he admitted, he's like... I kind of got it right now. My efficiency has gone through the roof, which is going to save a bunch of money, if you think of that over the course of the year. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, I may never use the dry mill again. And I didn't have the balls to ask, how much did you pay for this short, this, like, short period of time of transition? Yeah. But it did go... Well, the reason I say that's very Vidi Chilerzo is it just did go to show like he just... Quality is number one to this guy over and over and over again. And he felt the need to not completely change on his first brews like that. You have a backup, man. You know? yeah, it's, also, it's also a big brew house, right? So it's not like he wanted to dump... You know, I don't even remember how many barrels. Do you? 75. So, okay. Uh, yeah. You know, dump that because he he switched over to a wet mill just like that. Yeah. But I did find it funny. Like, I, I'm just guessing in my head, what what was that option? An extra 150 grand? <laughs> you know? Well, you just turn the water off. Yeah. And it's a dry mill. I mean, come on. This yeah. is not hard. It can't be that hard. Jesus. They also switched to a whole cone hops in the world they don't do any whirlpool additions anymore it's all in a hop back uh, I see. At, the, at the new brewery okay that piece of equipment was pretty insane mm-hmm. okay yeah. Uh, so, yeah, obviously he had to make a few changes. I don't think it took them too long. They also put in a sensory lab where they're just constantly doing sensory and they're doing a lot of triangle tests, he mentioned, like uh, of three different versions of Pliny, you know, and, and maybe tweak one thing and like which one does everyone like? What does it taste like? Um, so that and then uh, as far as I know, you, you asked also had he put any of it in the cool ship. As far as I know, he has not put any of it in the cool ship, but he has put it uh, put Pliny uh, in their open top fermenters which are also pretty fascinating and amazing they're just as wide as they are deep um, I don't know just looking down at it, it looks like you're looking into a spaceship they're very cool and he did try some of that and he said that the their their triangle tests in the lab for that were, were pretty positive about using the open top fermenters and I think he's hoping to do a lot of beers through those. So, I'm cool. sorry I did not get this or that you did not send it in time for me to get it to Vinny, yeah. uh, but that's at least a little insight into how, some things he had to change and is still changing in the new brewery to figure all that out. All right. We good? Oh, we're good, man. I love that. Okay. Love that. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, before that, go to NeshaminiCreekBrewing.com. Don't forget about Neshaminy Creek Brewing. They're great friends of ours and good people, and they've been brewing award-winning beers in Croydon, Pennsylvania since 2012. They're the proud winners of four bill- uh, Philly Beer Scene Magazine Awards. <laughs> four billion awards. <laughs> four, billion. Uh, four Philly Beer Scene Magazine Awards for Brewer of the Year and three for Brewery of the Year. Uh, they got a bunch of GABF medals. They got a big-ass tap room with 24 beers on tap. 18 of which are rotating and seasonal limited beers. Variety of beer styles from double uh, double IPAs to sessionable and poundable lagers, even oak-fermented saisons and sour beers. And if you can't make it to Croydon, hit up their second location in Jenkintown called the Burrow Brew House, which features a full menu and 22 beers on tap, including guest taps from local breweries, meaderies, as well as Pennsylvania cider. So like I said, go to check them out at NeshaminiCreekBrewing.com. And if you can stop in there, thank them for supporting this program. That's true. They do a lot of uh, concerts there. They do like a lot of like ska and rock and roll shows. Oh, nice. Kind of a lot in Croydon Town, I think, or Croydon or whatever it is. This is Croydon and there's Jenkintown. Croydon. 
Okay. Uh, so that's cool. If you're like an East Coaster and into the whole music uh, ex scenester, yeah, head over to uh, thing. I haven't been to Ska yeah, Show sure, in man. ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since never have in, I been. In actual ever. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to be talking to Ghost Town Brewing out of Oakland, California. I'm excited about that. We'll get some of, our, some of their beer in our glass. So hang in there. It's the session, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with us. I won't give any spoilers, don't worry, but we were all just arguing about uh, a Game of Thrones finale at the, at the break there. Good topic of conversation. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it shows that we are very, uh, very into, yeah. um, you know, heady topics like that. <laughs> shows right. and shit. Like, that's a thinking man's show. I will hmm. say that I, I never sat around talking about a show for so long after it ended. Uh, like, when The Sopranos ended, I just was like, what the, what the fuck? Like, like, I couldn't even form sentences. And I sat with my friends last night. We sat there for like 45 minutes arguing about the end of that one. So. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. We are here with Ghost Town Brewing Company. We've got uh, head brewer Justin Burt in the studio with us. Welcome, Justin. Thank you. Happy Good to, to see you. And then also uh, the owner, uh, Ryan Nosek, is hanging out with us. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for having us. It's a um, pleasure to have you guys in the studio. I've been to the brewery a couple of times. Um, really great location in Oakland. You guys, West Oakland, is that what you like to say, right? The, the, in the west deep in the west uh okay it's a good spot uh how many beers you guys got on tap there i remember a pretty damn good selection you guys do i think there's as of today 18 different beers on tap okay very nice very nice and it's all ghost town beers at your place yep yeah okay how long you been open now uh that tap room's been open for just about 14 months okay opened in march of last year that location where were you before that uh, just down the street on Union, it was a production-only facility, just a really small system. I uh, see. We opened that in 2012, so we did that for quite a long time before we opened up the new taproom brewery. Oh, you did? Okay. I thought for some reason I had it the opposite. Like, you did that for a really short run and then expanded, like, faster than most people do. No, unfortunately, it was the opposite. Okay, okay. Uh, so you were at the production facility for a while, but then you, you just wanted a tasting room experience, too? I mean, we knew it was a crucial part of business for us, um, and, you know, the best experience for our beers overall was to do it in our own setting. Yeah. Um, Particularly for our location, we wanted to make it, you know, something that wouldn't feel exclusive, uh, particularly for West Oakland. So Mm -hmm. it was important for us to kind of keep it in West Oakland and allow people to come in and just have a bunch of beers by us. Yeah, yeah. And then you got uh, you have cornhole in there, right? You guys have games. <laughs> you it's got to cool. think of something, man. Uh, pinball, yeah. yeah. Oh, pinball, too. That's right. I remember. Yeah, we did a little company outing there, and we totally took over your cornhole court. I got pissed off my employees because they were beating my ass. Um, but, yeah, okay. So then you grew into this. Uh, what was your what was your uh, brewery size at the first location? Uh, it was a one-barrel system. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so we used to, uh, we all had our full-time jobs. Okay. We'd uh, kind of brew on the weekends, and we would, uh, yeah, just one barrel at a time until we, we sold out of that, and then we'd start doing two, and then we sold out of that. And wow. Just keep going and going, and then eventually, toward the end, before we closed that facility, we were brewing on that thing four or five times a day. A day. Oh, my yeah, God. Just, <laughs> Damn. Uh, Justin, were you there at the at the first location, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came on for about the last... Eight months okay. while we were there, and then as we transitioned over to the new spot. Okay. 
Did you know when you came on like that, hey, I'm only going to have to do this for like a few minutes and then we're going to have a bigger location? Or were you like, hey, fuck this, like four times a day? Fully aware of what was about to happen. So so. you were willing to put up with the punishment of four times a day for a minute. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's rough, too. That's the brewery world. But yeah, Yeah. that's true. You got to do what you got to do. Okay. And so then you found a great building, by the way, and I like the location. Uh, What size brew house did you get for that? Uh, that's the 15 barrel brew house that we started with. Okay. Uh, we actually purchased it about a year before we moved. So we we knew we wanted the new system. We got it, and then it just sat there dormant for about a year before we moved. I see. Did you was it used? You say or a brand new system? What'd yeah, you do? Brand new system. Okay. Uh, made in I guess, Santa Rosa. Okay. Stainless assets or whatever. So got it. Yeah, cool system. Uh, served us pretty well so far. Now, Justin, you used to brew at Black Diamond uh, yeah. for yeah. quite a while, right? Yeah, yeah, I actually uh, started off over there. I uh, okay. interned there, did my assistant training with a uh, couple of weeks with Derek Smith, fortunately. At oh, New yeah. Orleans. Yeah. And then um, Paul Mallory took over, and I got two years of training under Paul Mallory. Okay. Uh, which we have that collaboration with him on tab right now. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I was, uh, he moved on, and I did about a good year and a half, you know doing the things towards the end and then uh, obviously as the head brewer when they they sort of moved on for yeah yeah well paul moved on i took over head brewer from there and then and what size brew house was that 15 barrel brew house okay so, so not uh, you know was it very different than the one that you moved into at, at ghost town or uh, completely yeah i mean it was you know the pub style all steam hmm. um, plus coming in there every all the sops are already written everything was already dialed in so coming on to the new system here now it's a uh, couple you know there's some things to learn we have a uh, all gas uh with calandria you know yeah nothing i've ever used before explain to our listeners what a calandria i mean i know what a calandria is oh, i want to yeah. see if you know asking for a friend yeah no it's basically it's a cylinder that uh, has heat passed through it and as heat passed you know it's a heating source that's going to be right in the middle of your kettle mm-hmm. ultimately as opposed to using the jackets on the side or the bottom of it and we use gas, so with that, it also tends to scorch or have boilovers more often because with gas as opposed to steam, you're, you're only on or you're off, right? You okay, okay. Steam, you can dial your gate valve back a little bit and have some control while this. So it was, it was a little bit of a learning curve going from, like, Something like that, something like that. But, you know, I mean... So your current... Numbers, your, your Ghost Town is, is gas. Yes, Ghost okay. Town is gas. So, yeah. You, so you had to... Did you scorch any beers your first couple times? Or oh, what? Sure. Oh, I yeah. yeah. No, our, our first one was the complete dumper. 100%. Oh, really? I scorched my hand doing that one as well. So. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> I was dropping some salt in yeah. and... Uh, <laughs> Drop the cup in and some dumb reason. You reach for I it? reach right fucking for it. Because it's like, I know why. Uh, I, I would do the same. No, yeah, 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 you just like, it's reactive. Oh, and it was the first day. I was so nervous. All the guys are there watching to her just like, oh, let's do this. And oh, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, two seconds later, you're like, Ow. what the fuck did I just do? Oh, no. Right, how but, how yeah. bad was it? Like, uh, like uh, wrap it up and go to the ER bad? I didn't have to or? go to the ER. Pulled okay. it off fast enough, but I, was, but it hurt I get like my hand in a bucket of ice for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah, Should yeah, you yeah. have gone to the ER? <laughs> for, uh, my wife said yeah. I should have. Uh, <laughs> but Ryan doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, I've, got, I've got plenty of photos. Oh, yeah, there, there's okay, there, yeah. yeah. We bring it up a couple times a week. So, <laughs> so that was the... Uh, what, what, describe a characteristic of a scorched beer. Like, what would that have taste like for me i mean um in a weird way i i I mean it's how smoke would the chemicals and smoke would change over time so i don't know like Mm -hmm. um think like a 
burnt piece of metal or something like that. Oh, really? Or okay. Like, like um, you know, the way like uh, homebrew. Homebrew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, just yeah, like I mean, any like black jar that's left over on like a piece of steel or something like that. And you right. Just it off. It just has that just okay. Really, just coaly. Sm- I don't know exactly. That makes that the reason yeah. I ask is like. Uh, like like melanoidins can be desirable, right? Oh, yes. But this is like past that. Way. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. No, I'm all about. Yeah, I get the melanoid. No, this is actual like charred marshmallow type. Stuff, okay. You know what I mean? Like not actually, good. That's probably the best example. Just okay. That black chart on a marshmallow. So, okay. So so and but then we figured it out. So yeah, a couple batches like that, and then oh, yeah. yeah, okay. So. When you left Black Diamond, Black Diamond had closed, right? No, no. I left a good year before the close. Oh, you did? Um, yeah, just things were getting a little weird around there. Yeah. Know, with the uh, ownership change and things like that. So, Oh, so there – yeah, I don't know if you mind me asking. Like, no. I, so there was an ownership change because here's what I knew about that place. And I, my, this might be completely inaccurate, but it was owned by a family for years and years. It was yes. kind of a pet project. Mm-hmm. Um they they had success in in other industries and this was just a fun thing for them they had had a restaurant at one time even in walnut creek pared that down to just a brewery but the brewery had been around for a while and i guess what i thought was at the end that they were just like i don't know it's just a pet project anyway like i'm out of here and they just closed it but they sold it is what you're saying to somebody else basically the last year Mm -hmm. uh they said they were going to sell it, and then they said if it didn't sell, they were going to close it by the certain date. Okay. And that was kind of the point where I decided to move on. You got to start looking at that point, yeah. Yeah, and I've been friends with these guys for a good year plus. Okay. And, you know, with death metal and music and all that fun stuff, it all worked out. <laughs> I see. But ultimately, um, the threat was already out there, and the due date was already out there. They said... So you might as well start sell. looking, yeah. Yeah, and the writing was on the wall. It was clear. You okay. Know, the place was... The owners didn't want to keep it around, Got obviously. It. And how are you going to work for a company if the owners don't even want no. to be there and they don't even have somebody to buy it? So. And that goes downhill fast if you don't want to be there, too. So Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it just became a you – know, I'm fortunate enough to have worked under two really, really good brewers there. Yeah, to get a resume of, of, the, uh, of sorts. Yeah, and you know, get experience on the uh, production side. But, yeah, at that point when uh, they decided to sell it and kind of gave you a date, mm-hmm. it was basically mm-hmm. all right. Got it. Do you know what happened to their whole brew house uh, since then? I've heard rumors. Oh, okay. Um, I've heard like a local brewery bought all the tanks. And okay. They're doing a lagering project. Um, as far as the brew house itself, I don't know where that went. Got it. Uh, there's some killer stuff in there, though, man. I yeah. wish I had some cash. I'd have bought that up. Uh, no, we. I mean, we. When they had the auction, we hopped online. We were trying to get it, and all of a sudden, thirty barrel fermenters were going for forty thousand dollars. Wow. <laughs> Like, yeah, those are 10 years old. I don't know. If, yeah. Uh, like, is the new market that difficult yes. to deal with? Seriously. I'm like, and those are old school. They got the shadows. You know, we get a wow. good five pounds of yeast cake <laughs> up on top of those, which, you know, you don't want that for autolysis reasons and things like that. Okay. But, um, okay. All right. Well, I was just yeah. curious. We're not here to talk about Black no, Diamond, no, obviously, sure, but sure. it's been a local brewery of mine for so long that I was I just curious. I figured it, I'd ask you a little bit about it. the way it all unfortunately ended, but, yeah. you know, owners had to do what they had to do, and sure. everybody that worked there is working out of the breweries now, so it's pretty cool. It That's still, good. It was still a small crew. It was only five people. So. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's moved on. And so you say you were friends with Ryan before. Yes. Are yes. you still friends now that you work together? 100. Even better. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. I think. I hope. Good I don't you. know. <laughs> Ryan's like, yeah. 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 Well, there's only one way to find out. Me dinner. Just kiss him. Just in case you kiss uh, right now. Yeah. 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 We'll see if there's a spark. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be the judge. What did you I mean. do before Ghost Town, Ryan? 
Uh, I worked boys. as a software engineer for about 20 years. Okay. Um, still do today, actually. So oh, you still have that day job I still, also? I'm the only one of the, the ownership group that still has a day job. So. Okay, got it. Um, but I, I do love my job that I do normally. So. Oh, good. Uh, and then I kind of just help out at the brewery where I can. I do most of the design work. Uh, for our labels and stuff like that. Okay. Social media stuff when I can. But, uh, yeah. So. And where did the Ghost Town theme and branding come from? So I live in Ghost Town, Oakland. That's what the neighborhood I live in is called. Oh. And we started as homebrewers in my garage. Uh, well, the kitchen one time before my girlfriend totally kicked us out of there. Sure, that happens. But then I went to the garage, and we, we homebrewed there for a number of years. Okay. And she's missing now. And that, that's why it's called Ghost, Ghost Town. Town. Yeah. <laughs> the coffin motif. Yeah. Yeah, well, that is where the coffin motif came from. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a very certain little kind of triangular section of West Oakland. Um, it's been called that for... Many, many, many years. Okay. So, yeah. Got it. How long were you homebrew? I don't know, what, four or five years? Probably before we decided that it was a good idea to go pro. Yeah. Um, Did you enter competitions or anything? Yeah. We've actually met a lot of people doing that stuff, uh, like Paul from Standard Deviant. We'd you know, enter homebrew competitions together, like Pilsner or Quell or whatever kind of stuff we could do. But yeah. It was always fun. We always had a great time. So was it one of those things where, you know, all of your friends and everybody say, oh, this is the stuff so good, you guys should go pro? Or was it more just that you guys were like, well, this is a fun hobby. Why don't we try to make a dollar, too? Yeah, well, it wasn't so much people saying it was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was more like we really just enjoyed doing it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the whole kind of backstory for us was we were just looking for a way to finance our, our rehearsal space. Because we, we were in a band. Oh. We were like, mm-hmm. man, this is so expensive. we got to find a way to pay for this. Okay. Like, we'll brew some beer on the weekends and sell it, right? It's super easy. And we'll just pay for this <laughs> rehearsal <space. laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. So, like, the, the the building that the brewery was in would be the rehearsal space? So, like, literally when we bought our warehouse, the first thing we built was the rehearsal studio. Got Smart. it. Yeah, so Smart. Before we got anything else, we're like, <laughs> all right, we're all set. Well, let's go buy some stuff to make beer now. You went yeah. to the Crosley School of Business, I think. I would have the same thing. Like, <laughs> we'll figure out the rest later. Let's yeah. do the fun part right now. No, but we were we, were, we always loved beer. Uh, we really enjoyed making it. And we, and we still, the first beer we ever made, we still do in production today, so. We, Justin, were you in this band also? Is that, or, no, no okay. I was not in the band. So, h- how long did the the brewery remain the rehearsal studio? The whole time you guys were there, or yeah, yeah, it's still okay. there today. It's yeah. still it's still your rehearsal space. Yeah, okay. How, but but now you can have. So in essence, no longer there. Yeah. <laughs> but in essence, your project worked. I'm I'm assuming that the brewery, even though it's moved, still pays for the rehearsal space. It does, but we practice. Never now. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, the beer became more of the passion than the music, probably. Okay. Plus we can't really leave anywhere now, so it's a little trickier. Uh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But still, I mean, I'm looking for the bright. I, I feel like you succeeded. You know, maybe you maybe you're not a rock star or you're not on tour, but if your goal was to pay for the rehearsal space, it kind of worked, right? It worked for a long time. Yeah. We're by no means bummed by how everything ended up. So. Okay. But the band is still around, just no. not a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's still there. We know we'll go in there and mess around every once in a while. I see. Is that the only use of the old uh, warehouse space, or do you use that for you know cold storage or anything else? No, right now it's just an empty skeleton with the rehearsal studios. Okay, okay. We got plans for something in the future. So. Okay. It's a ghost town in there. It's a ghost town in there. Yeah. Ooh. 
Look at look at look at Beardy. Look at that. Yeah. I'm paying attention. He's, he's been he's been holding on to that for 20 minutes. Oh, I'm like a floor waiting to drop. Yeah. Now the building you have now is pretty cool. Um, I guess I, I wouldn't quite call it a co-op, but you have like a coffee roastery next to you too. Is it a roastery or? There's like uh, a coffee thing right so next to you, right? Sweet Maria's, they uh, are like a kind of like oh, a yeah. homebrew style coffee roastery. Okay. Yeah, they were um, like one of the first to, to do mail order green coffee. Yeah. So when we started uh, more coffee and uh, more beer, yeah. Sweet Maria's was like the, you know, that's who you had to beat. Okay, like okay. SEO and all that kind of shit. Like they were, you know, they were selling the roasters, they were selling all the beans, they were doing all that kind of stuff. I see. So they yeah. weren't they weren't roasting themselves. You you buy from them to do it yourself. I think that they may have been roasting. They, they had but some roasters for sure because we yeah. smell it quite often. Oh, yes. uh, but yeah. they've since vacated that space and moved down the street. Okay. And we actually took that space over for some new projects that we're working on. So cool. so well, that's why I brought it up because even when they were there, that's the last time you you gave me a little tour, Justin. They were it was the landlord or them was still cool enough that you put a big cold box in the back yeah, even we, when they were yeah. still in the front yeah we rented the back half while they were still kind of you know in transition of moving out got it so, okay yeah, we erected a big cold box back there. it is a big cold box yeah. yeah but that's smart like you guys have learned from other breweries or something i assume that like that's one of the things you shouldn't skimp on if you expect to be a growing brewery right we, we tried to skimp uh, initially and we learned very quickly that uh it wasn't going to work so it, we were very fortunate to have a space that close to us Okay. That we can put that cold storage in. So you started, in other words, you started with the cold box that's just in the tap room mm-hmm. and then quickly realized, oh, shit, that's not going to work. Well, we kind of knew from the first space because we had a little cold box and we used to pack that thing <laughs> to the gills. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. bursting at the seams. So we're like, oh, when we move to the new space, we'll get two cold boxes that are, you know, four times the size. We'll be fine. What you know? Right. Once that sixty barrel fermenter came in, we were like, this is never going to work. Got it. So, yeah, that's where we put the new cold box in. We can fit... Tons of beer in there. Yeah, I was I was impressed by that. And you you even have room to grow just in general. Uh, my guess is you've probably already added fermenters since I was there a year ago or something because you uh, had room for it. We've ordered them. You've ordered. They okay, have not arrived yet. But yeah, we have a couple of lagering tanks. Uh, we got some fooders. We got a couple of things. Nice coming in pretty soon here. So, okay. Yeah, you're really growing into the space there. Uh, how much of the beer would you say you you sell on site versus uh, accounts? Do you have an idea? It's about 60, 40. We're doing about 60 in-house. Okay. Out. So that must have, if you don't mind me saying or asking, like that must have really changed the books for you. Like you said, you, you kind of knew from a business perspective that you needed an on-site, an on-premise sales. So if you say to me now that 60% is being sold there, which obviously is good for you and the margins are better, that must have really changed your your lives in a way. I mean, yeah, it changed everything. We were a hundred percent distro before. So okay. being able to have, again, that no middleman kind of, you know, people come in, yeah. get $5 pints because we can price it whatever we want. To. Yeah, of course. I mean, all of our beers are super affordable at the space. So it's been great. That's good. And it opened up a whole revenue stream that we didn't have. Yeah. And it allowed us to do a lot more interesting, cool stuff than we could do before. So it's great. And, you know, I've been reading a lot about this. Everyone knows, like, all the changes that are happening, and it's really difficult for breweries if you're 100% distribution. It's very, very difficult for mid-size and larger breweries right now as as the, the industry kind of plateaus. Um, that a lot of people are saying that the only way you're kind of – I guess there's not nothing's a sure thing, but uh, at least a close to a sure thing is to be a small local brewery like you. Mm-hmm. At least right now, as things are like kind of plateauing and like shaking out a little bit, um, 
you know, if your distribution channel changes and you can't sell on site, you're kind of fucked. Uh, if you're only fighting for tap handles and shelf space, you're kind of fucked. But having a presence like a, on site is is very different, and you have a real chance to succeed. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The the model, uh, you know, bars and restaurants went from you know stable tap handles, the same beer every time, to what's new, what's new, what's new, what's yeah, new? and. Uh, for a small brewery, that's really tough to do as well. I mean, even the big guys have a problem with that. So, yeah, having a place where people can come in and get your beer is huge. Yeah. I was just reading, I think it was like a Draft Magazine article, and they, they interviewed something like five or six breweries that have closed, uh, that closed last year. And one of the breweries, I forget where they were, but they said they even started with the model that they were going to make a new IPA every month. So they knew about this new, like this rotating thing, right? This whole, you're not going to get a tap handle, it's what's the next big thing. So they opened with that model even, and they still had to close because even though they had a, hey, this is our next thing, the tap handle might have moved on to somebody else's next thing. So they still couldn't get enough tap handles, even though their model was to try to uh, accommodate this, like, give me the new, give me the new, give me the new. And so it's really difficult for everybody. Well, when we started, we we had basically core beers. Like, these are the beers we're going to brew. This is what we want to do. And we found out that it was really more of a nice mix. You know, pair back some of the core beers, Okay. Add a, a lot of rotators to, and try and satisfy what the account really kind of wants. If it's a rotator, cool. Like we got a rotator for you, like mm. daisies, whatever. Okay. Uh, but if you want that constant tap handle, that you know West Coast IPA every week, you know we have offerings in that space. As well, obviously more limited. Sure. But, um, we think it's a nice mix that helps, kind of all work. Yeah. As opposed to just one model or the other. Right. It's a pretty good take. I don't think we've really talked to anybody who's who's trying to brew beers for tap rooms for for, for, their for what they can sell, right? It's you know you hear about like the end consumer, oh well maybe but it's maybe people coming in, but for 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 people who have empty tap handles and specifically to what they want, mm-hmm. I at least no one's never talked about Not it. on here, but yeah. so I think you're right. And interestingly it's just more of a service model, like it, with any product. Like when you're designing software, you would absolutely cater to whatever your client wants. And so in this case, of course, your clients are twofold. It's let, let's say one of them is me as a retailer, but the other client is everybody in my tap room. But you still, and I think JP's on to something here, you're going to come to me and say, well, well, what do you want? Like, do you want me to change the beer every single week? Do you want the same thing like that? You're just being customer centric, even in, in the terms of your retailer. Oh, yeah. I mean, listening to what you know, our taproom customers say, what our retail customers say is, is huge. And I don't think we make any decision without taking that into account. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about one of the beers in our glass right now. We've got uh, one of your pale ales, uh, Locrian Pale Ale, um, which I'm on my second one, by the way. I had one I had one in the first segment, and I went right back to it for this one. Um, so it's the darker of the... Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Justin, tell us about this beer. Uh, low green bell. Well, this is one of the uh, original four recipes from the ghost town days on the one barrel system. Okay. Uh, but this is good old, just classic West Coast Bell Ale, Cascade Centennial. Nothing too crazy with the hops, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, little CTC for bittering. I uh, keep the malts pretty simple, you know, just some two row, some crystal, some wheat malt. As simple um, as Warren. Yeah. No, I mean, that's it's kind of like handsome. this type of beer 
supposed to be like that, right? It's, it's like you don't you need to, you don't need to dissect it, but you still need it to be clean. Yeah, and um, it's kind of we want that you know mid five and a half percent range, so you can have a few of them. Slight hop aroma, but you know it's about a pound per barrel. It's dry hop that we do for it, so it's not excessive. But okay, you know it's um, but yeah, it's just uh, like a real pale ale. That, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, I'm like, masquerading you know. as the yeah. pale ale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, yeah. trust me, we do some other pale ales that we'll dry out, we'll dry hop with three pounds. You know, we'll screw around with them. But this is our go-to pale ale. That's just kind of a classic. Get your old school hops in there. Mm-hmm. You know, the traditional people can enjoy it. We enjoy it. This type of thing we like to go back to. Yeah. But yeah, to me, I mean, this beer is a little bit, it's more about the simplicity. Uh, yeah, sorry. Simplicity. Yeah, You're yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But, Wait uh, till the end of the show. It'll get worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's, yeah. the, what's the crystal in the beer? Uh, so Mass. honestly, we, yeah, how'd you know? Uh, that's why, oh, it's, I know. That's why it yeah. sells right. so yeah. well. I love it. Justin's had two already. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's for a long time. It's been a Patagonia C15 at about a 5% rate. Okay. Um, but unfortunately due to some issues, we haven't been able to, uh, buy their malts. So we've, uh, recently switched over to, uh, some European crystal malts that are about C30 and dropped it down to about a 3% range. Okay. And we're achieving pretty much the same results that we feel. So you can, that's just an easy like transition. If it, if it's a higher malt number, you just reduce the amount and the flavor's about the same? We found the same. Yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't too noticeable just because I think the dry hop will kind of take over that a little bit, you know. Yeah. So it, was, it was a little bit more of a color thing and maybe a mouthfeel thing to, to a touch, but as far as attenuation went or mm-hmm. anything like that, it didn't really affect it. So. And you said some wheat too? Uh, yeah, about, uh, I think it's about 4% wheat. Is that just mouthfeel, or what's that? Honestly, that for? was the original recipe, and I didn't want to touch that one, so that we kind of just kind of kept that in there. Well, we don't use any dextra pills or anything like that either, so maybe a little, yeah. little extra protein, a little foam, you know, heavy tension for that. Got to uh, give the beer its gains, dude. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's a little protein. A little bit more dynamic range, you know, a little bit of head retention. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I always throw a bag of wheat in, too. Basically, yeah, I think that, that I mean that's pretty much why we still keep in there. But uh, at the same, it was, this was there was a couple original recipes that we didn't want to alter too much. You Got know, it. We wanted yeah. to just scale them up and you know get the newer versions of the hops. You know, change a couple techniques to it. But mm-hmm. as far as like the malts went and all that went, we wanted to keep that as true as we could yeah. to what we had been. These guys were brewing two years before I came on. Yeah, yeah. delicious so, beer. It is yeah, a nice I really beer. Like it. Yeah, thanks. Well, then something yeah, yeah. you can't see. Uh, for you, those of you at home, it's just brilliant. It's beautiful, beautifully clear. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. that's very satisfying when you have a, a pale ale is just crystal clear. How are you clearing um, it? Uh, Biofine. Okay. Uh, 100 milliliters per barrel. Uh, I bring it to the Scientology <laughs> department, and they they make it clear. Yeah. <laughs> they berate yeah. it. I mean, yeah. it. It totally tastes like a clear beer. Yeah, I would know. You think yeah, so? No, no Satan. Yeah. No Satan yeah. here, dude. Nobody yeah. trusts Beardy anymore. Yeah. Uh, I really like the malt character. The the uh, wheat and the European crystal malt made right. me think it was almost stylistically trying to be a, an English pale. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah, so I was thinking the same thing. I, I I also think that I love that you just use the traditional sea hops because you get that out of it. Um, I don't know if it's so many people. Maybe you can help me answer this. If so many people have just stopped using crystal altogether in some styles like this, uh, or or I don't know what, but I agree that it has a character of like an English pale ale while while still being a West Coast pale ale because of those sea hops, those damn great yeah. sea hops. I think. Yeah. Well, you're. 
question with the crystal. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you think that's something that brewers are doing with pale ales? They're just like not putting crystal in anymore, or am I just missing the mark? I think here in the Bay Area, yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Like, like so, the collaboration we have on tap, we have some Caramunic and some things. And like, I've never used Caramunic in IPA in my life. Um, okay. But ultimately, like, yeah, on our typical West Coast IPAs, you know, or hazy IPAs, yeah, you eliminate crystal. Or if we do, we okay. do a, a crystal 10, something super light. Got it. Less than 2%. And that's just to give this little touch of body in the background, a little mouthfeel in the background to it. Yeah. But, you know, um, you start getting a little heavy on the crystals, and obviously it's going to affect the hop aroma and the hop flavor. You know, your caramel malt's going to disrupt the citrus and all these other little things that you could possibly get from these hops yeah therefore i feel like yeah crystal and cascade or crystal and centennial could come off a little englishy because the caramel and all that could be considered biscuity or sure you know and i also think so i'm agreeing with everything you're saying and i think because of maybe the shift uh like my first sip was a little sweet when i had my first pint Mm -hmm. and i kind of had to remind myself Oh, wait, but that's kind of what a 5.5% pale ale tastes like. Because if you put it next to a bunch of other ones now, which maybe aren't even to style is kind of what I'm saying, is you kind of, you almost have to remind yourself, like, actually, if you order a, a style, <laughs> and, and that's it. Yeah. Right? It's not a session IPA. Yeah, yeah it's not a session IPA. It's I, yeah, there you go. It's not dry hop. It's not... And that, see, this, and I, uh, I'll, I'll never say it again, but this is where JP's like, right. Whoa, hey, yes. <laughs> you know, where he's, you know, like, I'm like, oh, I like these session IPAs. And he's like, no, fuck that, because it's like a pale ale, but is it a pale ale or is it an IPA? And then the the styles do become a little clouded, mm-hmm. and then I have to be reminded that this is a pale ale. Well, and I had a, <laughs> I had a, a, a pale ale uh, someplace a couple weeks ago. It was a session IPA. Yeah. So yeah, even yeah. you know if if you're it, it gets confusing for uh, for the, the the person inputting the the information right. It gets it gets confusing for the the public and it gets confusing for the public and then styles don't mean anything. Yeah. 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 It's almost like it's a ghost town of information. <laughs> information. So, yeah. No, no, it wasn't good. No. It wasn't good. Wow. Man, why did they like Beardies but not yours? Yeah. No, no. I guess you're not right anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Way to way to fuck that up, yeah. JP. I have a ghost town of personality. <laughs> yeah, that that one's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Good. Um, all right. Yeah. That's that's a nice beer. I, I, on the session IPA, yeah. I do feel session IPAs are way more bitter than these, right? You know, I mean, like they're drier yes. and they're more bitter. So yeah, yeah. And you might get more aroma, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think they should be drier, and I think it's more hop flavor than bitterness. Is the in my perfect world of session IPAs, or at least when they kind of first started to catch on, that's I think how they were, and then now it's like, well, it's just a light, it's just a little IPA, or like I don't know, maybe the IBUs aren't higher on a session IPA than this, but the perceived bitterness is because you have some crystal in here, because you have some balance. Got it. Like, well, the problem I don't know, that's what I think. Problem's ABV, right? So where does it hit after that five line? Right. If it's below five, oh yeah, it's a session IPA. If it's above five, it's a pale ale. Okay. Because you can't call <laughs> a session beer over five a session beer. Well, by to what I hear, I was going to say, yeah. depending on the yeah. standard, because right? people do it all the time. I mean, you tell absolutely. me what to do. <laughs> exactly. I mean, pale so ale's another... what, like four, five, four, six, something like that, to five, six? Isn't there like a percentage? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 
yeah. Like, pale ale's dip into the fours. I think it's four eight. I but, think so too. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's just it, 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 pale ale should have some sweetness to it. It should have some body to it. Yes. Um, it shouldn't just be dry and just hop water. Right. And that's what and, – and some people confuse. And I wonder what it is on the marketing side. If it was intentionally, I made this session IPA, but I'm going to give it some accounts as a pale ale and some accounts as a session IPA because pale ales sell differently here. I don't know if there's like this kind, right. of, this kind of meta classification in some breweries or not. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. It should well, be. I've made yeah. session IPAs, and I never call them session IPAs anymore. What do you call because, them? Because, well, I, I have called it a throwback IPA. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. I like that. Yeah. But, yeah session, all the way back no, to 2016? No, yeah. Way back. Yeah, way to last back. Thursday. Yeah. 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 Way back. Because you throw them back? Is that? Yeah. You, is it like you a little rate? Like a, no, I don't, I don't know. It's like, or just for me as a consumer, yeah. I avoid session IPAs like the plague. Yes. Because mm. they can be so hoppy and no body and just Totally out of balance yeah. and really not pleasant to drink. Yes, I agree. So, okay. So I kind of really like if, if I make a beer that's in that alcohol range, but it doesn't adhere to hop waterness, then I <laughs> try to try to think creatively about what we can call this thing. I see. And I, granted, I, we haven't made one in a while, <laughs> but I, I used to have this beer called Dry Diggins, and it was the same. Yeah. It was like a it was like an IPA, but it was super low in alcohol. But I didn't want to call it a session because everyone's like. Oh. Do, do you think your consumers didn't like you calling it a session IPA, or that was just no, you? Because you know, I thought three, they sold for a minute. Well, the three people at the brewery that ordered it all the time, I could have called it like a, a purple dinosaur. Didn't they, matter. They would still order it. Okay. But the salespeople could not sell that thing to save their lives. Oh. Like, it would never sell outside the tap room. Is 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 the session IPA moniker gone? Do you guys have that? know that, too, that you can't sell a session IPA anymore? I feel like five minutes ago that was the popular beer before the hazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you? I don't see him anymore. I think. I guess not. Carl's, do I? Carl's Mosaic Sessions, the only one I still see around. Okay. On a regular basis. I haven't uh, even thought about that. Actually, well, no, it, yeah, it's, it's a dying. I and to throw it out there. So is the Brutes. They're a dying breed. Well, Wait, wh- which one? <laughs> Brute. Oh, oh, the Brutes. Yeah. Yeah. Those the are the island. Yeah. Another short one. Yeah. Yeah. A short one. Yeah, another, another short one. Is an all-day IPA a session IPA? Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Who makes all and is it and and actually We're craft beer here by yeah, the way yeah. first of all <laughs> yeah I support uh, craft but Be- Beardy actually makes a good point never a say that a ton <laughs> of the growth that founders saw in uh, 2018 2019 it, in fact all sell. of their growth is on that beer oh yeah for sure yeah but maybe it doesn't say the words session IPA on it maybe you know and like it just while. literally that it's that term. Like- that's what it was. right at the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a, a, a really, a, a really affordable fifty pack, or like uh, Easy Jack is still is available. Still uh, it's at least in in their variety pack. Oh, okay. So um, Founders All Day IPA label just says Session Ale. Session Ale. Uh, so they have IPA <laughs> and Session, but it's not a Session IPA. Right. So. So it means nothing. They hate it means, <laughs> Except to the consumers, who, it, the fact that it means nothing is why it works for them. <laughs> they know the word session and the word ale. Yeah. So it's delicious. Or they, they yeah. know IPA and then they know session. Yeah. Right? Actually, I just think it's that anybody who's like, wait, I can drink all day? Yeah. yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah, it's like a note from your doctor. It's like, <laughs> it says on the label all day. Yeah. Yeah. Bertha, just, stop just getting on my ass. The rules. Yeah, but sir, this is a school zone. You can't be drunk and <laughs> naked here. Don't tell me it says all day. That's all day. This is where I do drinking. <laughs> How long have you been drinking? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Read the box. I built the school. All right, let's talk about this other beer we have in our glass before we got to get to a break, too. Oh, sure. uh, which I think you've jumped in. Speaking of, uh, of the difference in styles, now we've jumped up to a double IPA. Uh, this is your Death Rattle. Yes. Um, this is our Session Triple IPA. Clear, uh, not clearer. Uh, <laughs> yes, Session Triple IPA. Uh, just as brilliantly clear as the Pale Ale. Uh, but what I was trying to say is a uh, uh, lighter in color. No crystal malt. And that's the omission of the crystal? Okay. Yes, so tell us about this beer. Um, yeah, this beer is uh, pretty much all two row. Um, I think 2% dextrose, and that's about it for the malt bill. Uh, we do a nice heavy dose of uh, Dr. Rudy for bittering it, New Zealand hop. I've never heard of that hop. That's... I. We, honestly, I, uh, we have called oh. Super Alpha. Super Alpha. Okay. Uh, yeah, Doctor Rudy's name. I but actually like, three like times as in Doctor Rudy. Doctor Rudy. Yep. What yeah. a cool name. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's, that's why uh, I guess no. Yeah. Um, I fell in love with this as a bearing up. I don't know. Honestly, no true reason why. It's. Um, I think I just had it instead of CTZ for a little bit and. Okay. It's just kind of one of those. We use that as a bittering, and it's a kind of a late whirlpool edition as well, just to get a little umph to the to the mouthfeel. But um, uh, very simple, uh, nice heavy dose, about uh, five IBUs, or excuse me, ten IBUs at the start of boil, mm-hmm. ten IBUs of mosaic at ten, and then we get about another sixty IBUs at whirlpool with. Outer ratio is about a pound and a half per barrel. Okay. You know, and that's a nice blend of Simcoe, Mosaic, and Dr. Rudy. And then uh, we dry hop it into the two stages. Since, obviously, we don't you reuse the yeast off this, uh, we hit it at about uh, twenty or excuse me, 48 hours into fermentation with about uh, 20 to 30% of the dry hop ratio. And then we'll finish it off towards terminal. Uh, we dry hop all the beers warm. Uh, not worried about... Warm as in, like... 68. Warm as in 68. Okay, yeah. Warm as in 68, and we harvest at 68. Uh, Why do you say, obviously, don't reuse yeast? Because it's all tired out after fermenting yeah, a double IPA? Anything above 7 and 7%, we try not to use just because, yeah, it's going to tire you out. Your viability is going to go down. Vitality is going to be stressed out. With mm-hmm. it. So it's just not going to be a healthy yeast. You don't want to keep reusing it. So, that, that you know, that's one nice thing, you know, as far as getting into the yeast thing, you know, it's... We have our cycles where we always have our 6%, 6.5% IPAs or a pill ale every week. Mm-hmm. Those are your yeast beers. So these guys, since you retired the yeast earlier, you can introduce hops earlier and try and get a little more of that flavor profile with the yeast bonding with certain so, hops. Well, so why is that part? Are you saying that because um, the yeast will just be a mess of hops if you wanted to reuse it? Like, yep. is that what's happening? Well, that's why you can... Re- well, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, yes, it would be a mess of hops, 100%. Because as the yeast starts to drop out, it's going to take all those hops with it, and then you don't want to reuse that yeast full of hops. Yes, yeah. yeah I exactly. see. Okay. And then also the yeast is already stressed enough where we wouldn't eat, reuse it. Anyway, okay. And it also helps with um, turnaround time, you know, diacetyl rest and little things like that. We started introducing that earlier. We can get the beer turned around a little bit quicker. But we, we find that also lends to a... Uh, uh, just a deeper you know, the, the way the things in the yeast you know will bond with the hops it'll give you more of a flavor profile that will come out I see three weeks later once it's crashed once it's all settled out you get this nice aroma you know but you're going to get a flavor that's just going to match it if that's not more powerful than it and then I know with the double IPAs like, you know aroma's killer but it's a little harder to achieve with the higher alcohol but if you can get that 
mouthfeel and that body to mm-hmm. kind of live up or be better than that aroma, that's what you're going to remember towards the end of the beer. You know, yeah. halfway through a pint, the aroma is going to become more mute and you're going to be more focused on the flavor profile. So we find that, you know, the earlier we can get the hops in there, the, you know. The better. Yeah. Okay. And what did you say the alcohol was on this? Uh, eight six. Eight All six. Okay. Yeah. Seven. Clean, about eight it is. Do you calculate this? Yeah. Yeah. So, do you experience? I'm, I'm asking a question that I, I I hardly. I'm just like learning about this phenomena, even though it's been around a while. But we just did a topic on hop and brew school and Vinny getting was, drunk. Vinny was talking about that one. I know. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Um, hop creep. Oh yeah. Hop creep. And I'm curious, so, and I guess hop creep is this idea that um, when you dry hop, uh, you end up increasing the amount of fermentables in, in some way, and it's debated a little bit how that happens. And, and, and in other words, your ABV goes up even with that. Is that something that you experience with a beer like this, even as you're, you're putting the hops in while the yeast is still active? Uh, I'm sure it is. We can't test for it because, as of right now, actually, we took a really cool seminar a couple of weeks back on hop creep. Yeah, and they're starting to study the actual sugars that are found in hops. Yeah, and obviously, they're going to change from harvest to harvest, year to year. But they were able to break down, you know, to your sucrose, uh, maltose. Well, here's what I and and you should not take nobody listening should take my word for this. You should go back and listen to our Hop and Brew School podcast about it. But the what I was hearing that the research so far is that it's not um, it's enzymes that are breaking down sugars even further. Well, that's, that's resulting in hop creep as opposed to adding more sugar. Does that make sense? Yes, because it might not. not. No, no, no. Two <laughs> no, ultimately. They say if you get up to a five pound per barrel dry hop ratio, you can almost add one degree Play-Doh of sugar back to your beer from the hops themselves. That's how much hops. So that's I a new see. study that they're. This is not things homebrewers will be able to get, but yeah, yeah, with, with your, these amounts, gonna, yeah, they're going to start breaking down the sugar contents in hops very soon here. Interesting. Which, plays a big role in hop sweetness. Yeah, yeah. But then hop creep, yes. You're absolutely right. It is the enzymes. And then they do start to break down these sugars. And to me, that a lot of that comes it's going to come down to your yeast health, your dry hop temperature, and things like that. Like the healthier your yeast, the healthier all that, yeah. You yeah. Get through that process a little bit quicker. Get your diacetyl rest through. Do all okay. That. But yeah, hop creep is 100% so, a real thing. And, and so from a calculating your ABV, for example, on a beer like this, your brewing software... Let's call it Beersmith because they're a great sponsor. Uh, let's say you're using right. Beersmith. And you put in your IBUs and you put in everything. Uh, and, and then you think – and it tells you what your ABV is going to be. With a large charge of hops, like a double IPA like this, it goes up from whatever that calculation is, doesn't it? Correct. Your ABV? Okay. From what we just found out this last year or two. Yes. So, right. So you might have said your, – your, your program might have said, well, this beer is going to come out at 7.5, and, and then it comes out at 8, 9. Or something like that. Well, they say one degree Plato max, so you're looking for, at I see. Okay. maybe a half percent, if that. Oh, okay. So, but the software but, won't account for that. Okay. No, no and way. neither will the the uh, hydrometers, because oh. unless you add that. Or, I mean, the, well, unless you, we know what sugars sugar. we're actually trying to break right. down, we'll right. never know. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So because brewers calculate the ABV based on the starting gravity and the final gravity. So yeah. if you add sugar in between those from hops or whatever. Understood. Yeah, it's not going to count. 
So it would then it would it has to be tested post fermentation, post dry hop, post every has right. your ABV then has to be tested at packaging in yes. a lab, like in a lab to yeah. to see how much it crept. You're right, exactly. You see what the true alcohol content is. Got it. But mm-hmm. the the TTB doesn't barrel test any barrel aged beers, and there's always alcohol fluctuations there. Sure, sure, okay, all right. Well, I was just curious because it's been this topic that keeps coming up, and then this is such a great hoppy beer. I just was wondering if you guys were kind of and dealing with that too. Honestly, it's it's one of the coolest topics in my opinion. Okay, I yeah. Think hop creep is one of the number one problems with a lot of IPAs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people not giving it the proper time, and then also the fact that we're able to now start testing for sugars and brewers can know the sugars in their hops and they can start you know manipulating beers better with those sugars yeah in three four years these are going to be numbers that we have yeah like when we get analysis of a hop you know we're gonna right have this broken down i that's, think that's really incredible that I, is yeah. i think that's yeah. cool but can, can just as, as, a, as a, 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 a plea to the industry which you guys are definitely not you um could we keep those numbers just to ourselves and not put them out into the world for like oh, for un- consumers. Yes, we're putting because it on the can. I think they. <laughs> well, that actually might be really good marketing, but I, I mean, cause nothing kills any th- joy faster than right. You know, oh, I can check off how many sugars I got on untapped on on this thing, and like, right? This is going to destroy everything. Like when, take yeah, all the fun out. Yeah, of like it. there was a time when IBUs was not a common term. No, it meant and, and, literally yeah. nothing. Give yeah. me your beer with the most hop sugar in it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think this has. 47 microjoules of hop sugar. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an expert, but that's what I'm calibrated to, so I feel like I want my money back. Hop now, creep bro. is the next popular style, actually, is yeah. how much hop creep did you have? <laughs> yeah. Not how, not how <laughs> hazy, yeah. not... It's perceived hop creep. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it'll right. be. Yeah. That's, of course... Yeah. That's I need ex- to adjust my palate. That's exactly what hop. it'll be. You just call it creep. <laughs> be like, I yeah. really enjoy yeah. a lot of creep. That's there what we you need. Go. More creeps. That's you true. Picture of JP. Yeah. We can. It's true, hopping up and down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to get us to a break because we got some more beer to try from these folks. So go to ghosttownbrewing.com. You can learn a little bit more about Ghost Town and, and then hang in there with us because we'll be right back with more. It's the session. This is Matt Reynoldson from Firestone Walker Brewing Company, and you're listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. All right, welcome back, and thanks for hanging out with us. I appreciate that. Also, I would appreciate it if you go over to smartbrewkit.com and check out iDip, the smart brew water testing kit that incorporates a revolutionary photometer system, which is the first and only one on the market with its own app. You can use it for home or in commercial settings, um, and it, uh, it takes great water to make great beer. you got to remember that. So it's the only meter on the market that runs uh, water tests with no math needed on your part. Yeah, it's built for me, That's I'm right. pretty sure. It can test over 40 different water quality tests, um, and uh, four come preloaded with the with the device, and then more are available. You can test for total alkalinity, chloride, calcium hardness, pH, sulfate, and more. Just four milliliters of water needed for each test. And uh, if all of that is not good enough, you, there's a Brewing Network special. So podcast listeners, just enter code TBN10 at checkout. That's TBN10 at checkout, and you're going to save 10 bucks on either the standard or advanced smart brew testing kit. Order now and make this futuristic technology part of your brewing process. Just go to smartbrewkit.com. 
Dot com and check it out. Water matters, right, Justin? You can't get a fuck with your water. Oh, we got East Bay mud out here, man. There's yeah, water in the world. <laughs> We're lucky. I mean, you have to have sex with your water. Yeah, that's, right. that's, that's what I'm right. Yeah, uh, penetration with your water is great. You do a lot of water treatment in the brewery? Uh, just carbon filter for right now. Okay. Um, because EB mud water is good, you're saying? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're, uh, it's just, you know, we're filling out the chlorine and the chloramines. But, uh, you know, got that chloramine 2 or, yeah, T2 or 2 that's coming in the water pretty soon here that yeah, carbon's not going to be able to filter out. But Oh, okay. Do some research on that if that's in your water, if you have bad water. I, Where did you hear about that, that this coming? Uh, uh, last summer, I took a little course at Davis, just a weekend course, and uh, we were talking about you know water and the new products being introduced to water for you know yeah you know, public safety. Public safety, right. yeah. Wow. But yeah, ultimately, like, I think it was. Uh, it's either chloramine two or chloramine T. I, f- I forget the actual one, but um, it was a newer one that was being introduced to like really bad water that they said carbon and all that we can't even take right. out. Right, that's but interesting. But it's How fine would... for your body. It's fine yeah. for your body. Oh yeah, yeah. drink it all you want. <laughs> it's to mind. It's but yeah, some of the brainwashers know your water, like you said, man. If you if you just got basic chlorine, chloramine. Mm-hmm. You know, carbon filters. Did they tell you how you're going to deal with chloramine too? Uh, are you ahead of the curve already, or you're, you're still figuring it out too? Well, we're you know yeah we're in the small process of expanding, and we're going to go RO once we get onto the new larger system, and so, then build it back. Yeah, so from there we don't have to. Yeah, that's pretty much from my understanding from this course. It was only a weekend course, but sure. the guy knew what he was talking about. So yeah, yeah, that but seemed he, to be the only way to truly get rid of this new chemical that they're adding to the wow. water. Got it. Okay. That's not going to be expensive or anything. Right. No. <laughs> uh, we're also joined now by Jason Gaven, uh, also from Ghost Town Brewing Company. He's hanging out with us, so I just wanted to welcome you to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being here. i got three of the guys from Ghost Town. Um, wait, did you just say you're expand like, another brew system, another brew house? Yeah, yeah. No, um, we're in the process of, we've been on this 15 for the last two years, and we're already at the point it's a... Uh, we're looking into a 30-barrel, uh, four-vessel, and then uh, we got a few more tanks coming in. Okay. Will you swap out the 15 for the 30 in, in your current space? Yes. So, that, And you guys are growing fast over there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's happening wow. pretty quick. So we got some, like you said, we got, I mean, we, we have our phases that yeah. we're doing this in. So yeah. like right now, like I said earlier, the lager tanks are coming in, Okay, a couple of smaller fermenters and some fooders. Okay. And uh, we're also getting a whole sour program going while we're doing this in our other warehouse. Nice. So, would that be the rehearsal studio that you're talking about? My uh, other warehouse, or the that's the next door spot for right now. And okay, then eventually, yeah. Eventually, uh, the rehearsal studio is probably a little too small, and we don't have the proper plumbing. Over okay, there to yeah, yeah. Really get what we want to have cooking. Okay, but uh, yeah, we got we're we're feeling pretty comfortable with what we're doing next door, and okay. Wait, and so how, how long again have you been at the current location with the 15 barrel? Uh, we've been we started brewing on it July 2017 was our first batch, right? I think so yeah. So so couple years in, and now Ryan, I do not envy you, man. Now you're doing 30 barrel. You're going to swap I mean, that out with a 30 barrel. We're at the point where yeah, I mean our tanks are drained and filled the day of. Wow, and, wow. You know, Mine too. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, no. just in life. Yeah. But it's it's you know good thing to have problem to have. You know we're bringing of on course. A, a new brewer pretty quick here. That's a good friend of ours. You're and, firing um, yourself. <laughs> no, well, I mean, you mean you're bringing on an additional. 
additional brewer. An additional brewer. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He's retiring. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's how much he's well, made. No. We got two other guys, badass brewers, that work with us right now. Okay. So, Look, dude, you can't you but, can't uh, enjoy your golden parachute if you don't pull that fucking cord. You're right. You know I mean? I'm so, bringing on a new host yeah. uh, as well, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I and I am, but I am yeah. firing myself. <laughs> uh, uh, can I ask you this? What are you gonna do? While you swap brew, brew houses in the same space, like how are you going to produce and sell beer? That's the stress. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're the, one of the phases is basically trying to get all the, obviously, the fermenters in first. Okay. And then we work around the clock for about three weeks. To fill, fill, fill. fill. Okay. And we're thinking whatever, you know, we have our few flagship beers. We have four or five flagships. We can contract that through a brewery that we trust. Okay. Several here in the Bay Area. Yeah. And then um, our one-offs will just have to go on hold for a couple weeks. Got it. And then get that up and running, do a test batch, more than likely, you know, dump your first batch because it's trial and error and you don't want to have to yeah. put that on your uh, consumers. And hopefully go from it. Sure. Keep things rolling. Well, that makes so. sense. And there are a lot of great breweries in the Bay Area, so we're lucky to, that you have that like contract option. Yes. Um, and I see what you mean. You're also just going to fill up that giant cold box with kegs, yes. I assume, beforehand. But, you know, and I mean, then you're going to hope and pray that <laughs> it goes smoothly while you pull out the old one and, and, and pipe in the new one. Yes. <laughs> this sounds like Fingers you're a oh, version of Lagunita sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, yes, yes. We'll, I, we'll do our homework when the time when it's getting close and we're, it's time to crunch the numbers and really get things yeah you know, figured out i'm i think we'll be okay but so do you yeah. have a list of features that you want to put into the new brew house like like you know just pie in the sky like how would i do this differently if i could buy it again a machine to pull the poop out of my butt so I don't have to push. <laughs> that's not in the brew house. Oh. It's the yeah, wrong. Your, no, no, it's in right. JP's that's, brew house. Is that what you call it? Yeah. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. A healthy really one, yeah. One thing we're stoked on is with, right now we're just on a two-vessel, right? We're on a mash lauder slash boil kettle. So just introducing a Whirlpool vessel is going to be awesome yeah. because we're all about trying to you know lower your temperature for your whirlpool additions and steep that and now with our new system we'll be able to chill or work down to whatever temperature we desire mm-hmm. you know and then also we're gonna, it's gonna be four vessels so now we can do you know decoction mashes and things like that for yeah. our pilsers and all that or just or just like triple batch in 12 hours no problem and quadruple batch yeah, yeah, yeah. okay that. i mean okay. right now we're at the point where we fill our kettle and it still takes us an hour and a half to hit boil you know what i mean little things yeah. you know so like double brews will yeah all these little things will go a lot smoother are so. you gonna stick okay. with the gas calandria no way we're on steam <laughs> all the way baby. moving steam. to steam okay so, no, no, we already have the spot uh, designed for the boiler and uh yeah bringing the steam in and doing what's what's necessary for are you gonna get a better way to add minerals than a cup that you'll drop in on the first batch? I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how are you going to know if you don't taste it with your own hands? <laughs> that's, that's the new brewer's job? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, manually drop guy. them in. Yeah. Hey, new guy, burn yourself. <laughs> Test your skin. We all did it. We all did it. Yeah. You got to do it it's now. It's the way it goes. Or you're yeah. not cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a bad day. Basically, you just got to hire Jamie Lannister, so he's got a metal hand. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Or does he? Apparently, there was a, uh, a scene where... Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah. No spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Which is dumb, like it's, track, but still. It turns out he didn't get his hand cut off. I'm pretty sure I saw his right hand move. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. In the second last episode. <laughs> no. 
All right, Ryan, i got to bring you back in just for a second because I have a question for you. I'm not sure if you're one of the numbers guys at the brewery, but I'm thinking about this fast expansion, right? So so a couple years ago, you know, you, you a new warehouse, a 15-barrel brew house, you know, a bunch of fermenters, and now a couple years later you're going to do, you're going to go bigger, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's one school of thought that says, like, Oh, you should just go big at, like at the beginning, so you don't have to deal with this. But obviously, that's very, very expensive, and and you got to take on the risk. Like, well, is it or is it going to work? Like, are we going to sell that much beer? Um, and then there's the there's the route that you took. Like, well, let's just step into it, and I don't know if we have to upgrade in a couple years. We do. My question is, do you think it ended up making financial sense? Because somebody could say like. In other words, is it going to cost you a ton more now that you're upgrading twice? Or is it kind of the same because you didn't have to fork out all that for a 30 barrel? You made it work. Now you're going to sell your 15. You're going to brew one. You see what I'm getting at here? Yeah, I mean, I think it's different for everybody. Um, going up from the, I mean, initially, yes. I, I What I tell new brewers who talk to us, I say, just go as big as you can. Okay, okay. Right? Because that's, we started on one. Which, you know, for whatever reason, sure. we thought that was a good idea. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. well, you were in a band, so, you know. Yeah. No, but, you know, like, you know, 7, 10, 15, you know, get what you can, right? But if you're talking about something like a four-vessel, 30-barrel system, that's significantly different than, like, a two-vessel, 15-barrel system. So, like, significantly different in terms of the cost? Well, just significantly different in almost every single way. Okay. It, I mean, okay. the, the process, it, it, it becomes so unlike the brewing we were accustomed to on the one i see that now you're talking about like this is production production level like we have so much flexibility with that system compared to even what we have now so it wasn't just volume you were growing into it was really like expertise well it's efficiency too it's, it's seeing yeah. the pain points just that we have currently with our brew house and being like okay what can we do to make this better for our brewers like i don't think the answer is adding 10 people mm-hmm. and brewing 24 hours a day. Okay. I think it's, you know, it makes more sense to add more vessels, keep my brewers happy and have them work reasonable hours. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. there's, there's a point where it's like what do we want to do? Do we want to just, you know, go crazy big or, you know, do we want to have like 100 employees or like so there's all sorts of decisions people have to make at some point. Sure. The direction you want to go. But so it's not really like doing it twice at this stage. But when we got the 15, yeah. Like, we should have just probably did that. Gone to a 30 at that point. Well, no. when we, oh, I, I wish we just opened with 15. <laughs> oh, I understand. Okay. Right. right. But, the, but the going from a 15 to a 30 in a couple years, not necessarily regretting that. Because not just the, not just the volume, but like you're saying, just sort of getting used to that uh, shit. You, you could run the 15 forever. There's no issue with that. Okay. It's, it's just at this point, again, efficiency, yeah. making sure that the brewers don't have to work crazy hours to yeah. try and achieve what we want to achieve. Okay. And I think the new system kind of will allow us to do that. That's a good answer. Yeah, I was just curious about that, because we've had a lot of people in here who've done everything in between, right? Like, I started with a 30, I started with a 7, I moved to a 50. Like, we've we've really heard everything in between. But I just was kind of thinking about how quickly it's gone for you. But that's, that's a good answer. Also, even just thinking about, like, how different it would have been from your one-barrel system to a four vessel, thirty barrel system, like I mean, that's it was incomprehensible. Yeah, like yeah. Five years ago, so. right, right. Okay. And again, like I do think that the the work life balance of, of everybody who works for us is super important. Yeah. I mean, you can make this. You could like just disappear into this if you you know these guys are so passionate about it. But sure. You still have to go home. You still have to like you know hang out with your family. I know mm-hmm. it's 
Seems odd. You do? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you know, so. If you like them. It's one of those those things where, you know, it's important to us that people have that. Yeah. And we don't want to just make everyone just slave away. Okay. Well, also, we can justify the 30 now because we do 30 real batches of everything pretty much. You know, so. You're doing it anyway. You're doing two two brews a day. For the most part. And then the ones that we do one of. But, you know, they're gone within five days, six days. So got it, got we can, it. We built up to the point where we know we can justify a 30-barrel batch of every single recipe that we've been doing, if not more. You know, and then we have other beers that we, you know, try and crank out more of that. So at least we built into that knowing that when we do this 30 of this IPA, it's not going to sit around for eight weeks. It's still right. going to be gone in two weeks out of the tap room and the Okay, room. so let me, and, and Ryan, you're going to fucking hate me for this. Let me ask you another question. <laughs> you're all going to hate me for this. Because I know you've, I, I can just predict that you have lost sleep over this yourself. Are you going to feel like you should have gone with a 60? Like, and it, you know, like the decision to go with 30 as well, right? Four wrestle. No, no. We can do 120 no, in a day. Okay. All right. Good point. So you can just brew twice. Okay. All right. This is, no, we easy. Can do four. this is easy too, right? Our building can only hold so much. Okay. Right? Okay. I mean, with, with the system's restrictions for height, for width, plus all of our fermentation. So like... It is what it is. It is what it is, and yeah. you're going to know what that limitation is pretty fast. I mean, we knew, like, we're not going to ever get anything bigger than a 30 in this building. Got it. Now, <laughs> if you're talking about a different building, you're like, oh. Well, that, but that's that, where I want to start hating you. But almost, and, <laughs> and maybe so, except that that move, uh, now, that's financially difficult, but almost feels easier than the move you're making, because you keep just functioning where you're at while you build the next one. If And that, by the way, would be another giant leap, of course. I think you know that. Like, oh. you, you'd be then brewing a 100-barrel uh, brew house or something, uh, but you... You wouldn't be swapping. You'd just be, you know, doing something else. But that obviously is down the road. So sixty-barrel fermenters and a thirty-barrel brew house is what you must be doing then, so that you can like yeah, double we, batch. Yeah. yeah, we have one yeah. sixteen. We're actually bringing in a few more and a couple one twenties. Okay, so so you can now you can sort of uh, you could do either one. You can fill some thirties if volume is not going gangbusters, or you can fill some sixties. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I was going to ask what size the new fermenters were. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to ever do uh, fill the 120 with the 15 barrel? Do eight brews? <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah. Not on this the 15 barrel. Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah. they're, just, they're just talking about work-life balance. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I still no, don't understand what that means. Yeah, they're going to call that beer, fuck you, I quit. Yeah. No, the 120 is coming after the 30 brew house comes in. Got uh, it. 60 yeah. up until that. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be a ghost town in there. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Here we go. Here we my, go. I don't know. It's, it's just that okay. fermenter. I don't know. It worked for you, so I just thought I could just say the word. It's just the thing, right? <laughs> well, I was paying for it. Well, nice. It is me. Right yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's the I, contest before the end of the show. Someone has to tell the best ghost town. Ghost town uh, joke, yeah. Or joke. It should have been our Twitter game, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, I should start writing, like, trying to theme them to the guests. Yeah, actually, that's what I was thinking. That'd be pretty good. Um, That'd be the comedy club when yeah. JP was starring that's right <laughs> i don't remember your uh, brewery being to. having particularly tall ceilings does this 120 barrel fermenter just like fat and wide no the uh we have 
five. We so we have five spots for them. I think we mapped them out where uh, it's right there where the beams aren't really in the way in our ceilings. I see. I mean, okay, I think they're, they're good forty feet. I'm not saying. Yeah, I wasn't no, not low. Are about twenty five feet at the oh, peak, and then okay. they kind of it kind of slopes on the sides. Okay. So the brew house because we don't have to have a grist case that's on top of our brew house hmm. because we have a kind of a secondary silo that we use as a grist case that you know it's like what, five five k or something like mm-hmm. that. So. Uh, we don't have to have a lot of height for our brew house. Okay, like, like, we put that on against the wall. The fermenters can go all the way up. in the um, at the peak of the building. Okay, yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. got it. All right, we got another beer in our glass, which I'm also enjoying quite a bit. Uh, I keep refilling my pale ale too, by the way, just so folks know I'm liking this beer, uh, Skinwalker IPA. Tell us about this beer. All right, this was a uh, this was a fun one to brew. This was a collaboration with. Um, the, the guy that trained me over at Black Diamond, Paul Mallory. Okay. Uh, we did this. Uh, his brewery's over in Blue Corn. Or, excuse me, uh, New Mexico. It's called Blue Corn Brewing Company. Hmm. So we went out there, we brewed the original batch, and we kind of took a, a little more of a West Coast California malt bill to it and dryness and hot bill. Okay. So, like, out there, you know, they still kind of like to have their beers attenuate around 10, 12, 10, 14, hmm. you know, 3 to 4. Um and they get their IBUs up to 100 plus, and they like to throw caram unit oh, okay. and all that fun stuff into the beers. So we went out there, brewed our version of it with no crystal malt, lower mash, dried it out, dropped the IBUs a little bit, and, mm-hmm. you know, let the kind of hot flavors. By dried out, are you saying 10, 12 also or you know, lower? For us, uh, we're like 10, 08, 10 to 6, yeah, yeah. Okay. something all right. like that. Yeah. So he came out, he brewed this with us a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he wrote the malt bill for us, so it was, uh, I think, Four percent caramel Munich, two percent honey. You know, little things we're just we don't normally do in our IPAs. Yeah, and then uh, two row, uh, so a little bit of acidulated, and then he wanted to hit hundred IBUs at boil. You know, like oh. start a boil. Like when was the last time you brewed an IPA where you targeted hundred IBUs at start a boil? What do you wait? Your bittering edition, your start of yes. boil. Yes, that sounds. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. It scared the shit out of me. Here's how I. <laughs> I feel so old now. JP, we, we have been around for so long. Uh, yeah. Don't you think? I, yes, I do. Like, <laughs> because long, because when we started this show, yeah. people would talk about bittering additions all the fucking time. Oh, and yeah. now we don't hear anybody even mention. Like, I have to draw it out of them. I have to be like, wait, 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 wait. Did you put anything in out of when you started the boil? Yeah, now it's like, understood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so to hear you say it is like, wow, it sounds new, but it's not new. No. Not at all. It's just. Wow, but a hundred. Wait, though, th- that also then would imply that it should kind of be rip my face off bitter. Sure, exactly. Okay. So, so this one, good beer name, by the way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, that's uh, you give Ryan uh, Ryan props on that one. Um, no, I think the terminal gravity was ten fourteen on this one, um, or ten thirteen. I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, hundred. IBUs, which balances out that little bit of malt sweetness. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. just finish out at 1008, yeah, it would be too fucking bitter. Um, and then a bunch of late edition also? We got, uh, we, we fucked around with a few things, just not really knowing, honestly, how to calculate it. Okay. Uh, we did um, uh, 15 pounds, or we did another 30 pounds towards the end of Whirlpool, but we just did okay. uh, below 180 and then below 150 Fahrenheit. Okay. Because, you know, below 150, you don't have isomerization anymore, so we tried to get I a see. little bit more of that sweetness. And the below 180 was just kind of, you calculate about 2% utilization or something like that, you know. Okay. So ideally, I would say it was about 110 IBUs if we were to take an educated guess on, okay. on it. Okay. But, um, and then dry hopped later. 
Dry up later. Yeah, it's uh, Raquel heavy. Uh, some Galaxy, a little Citra Cryo, and then some uh, Denali uh, hop oil in there. Um, oh, hop oil too. Yes. As a in dry hop. As in dry hop. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah, I just yeah. learned that that was a thing too. I always thought hop oils were only like for bitterness and stuff. Yeah. But um, essentially, kind of our first time playing around with them as well. Did, almost essentially. Yeah. yeah, they're essentially essential. That's right. Yeah, that's what means like playing around with them. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah, no, playing around with them. Yes, yeah. so, you know, it wasn't. It was definitely a very very small percentage of okay the final dry hop. Do you have you to know, stir the the batch like recirculate in the fermenter to get the oil to mix in yeah so we dilute it you know with a little bit of you know heavy alcohol and then um ultimately when we introduced our biofine we tend to stir that in a little bit and kind of got that in there to help you know get into solution and all that so so the hop oil that was added cold then yes that was that was added cold yes oh everything else was added warm okay yes so i'm just looking at my notes on this beer too but you also use like cryo hops Yes. Yeah. Sorry. The citrus cryo. I apologize. Citrus cryo. Yeah. yeah so explain. Cryo. Can you explain cryo hops to our listeners too? Because they're a little different, also. Yeah. Sure, man. Um, yeah. The cryo we're getting is ultimately it's um, about double the amount of alpha oil and everything. You know, mm-hmm. so that much less uh, leaf particle and all that. Okay. Um, if I'm not mistaken, to get all like the glands and everything else without yeah. all of the vegetable matter, vegetal matter. Yeah, exactly. Like okay. when you when you open up a box of cryo hops, I mean the whole brew house, eight thousand square foot brewery just reeks of the aromas. But um, nice. You can tell me the, the cryo is frozen. Is that the pr- process for the cryo, or is that the? Uh, what do you mean? Like how they separate? It? How yeah, they how get they it? Separate? Is that the? Is it they freeze it off? Um, they I'm, might. I'm not I'm honestly not sure. familiar with the process of making it. I, I, I think thought it was cryo with the nitrogen. Yeah, that's, that's I think I think it's closer to that. Like yeah. and and I should know this because I'm working with YCH and a bunch of this stuff too. But I think it's like a liquid nitrogen yeah. process. Okay. And right. I think I mean, these are not their words, but I think like even it's some of the same process that like. Uh, 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 marijuana uh companies are using to get like uh extracts as well Well, right it's it's way cleaner than using you know co2 and all those other extracts right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. literally nitrogen you're freezing it yeah you're right those crystals and drop right out so okay so cryo hops because you're looking for that like dankness of the hops so like you said you don't get the leaf matter Mm -hmm. you know and now they can pelletize them so they're easy they dissolve in your kettle very easily Mm -hmm. when you dry hop with them we typically put them in before we throw an addition of hops on top of them to help weigh them down and help them dissolve in. Mm-hmm. Um, I find I've had a, I'm sure you've had plenty of beers, hundred percent cryo where you notice they might be lacking that little bit of that vegetable leaf matter that like IPAs truly need. You yeah. Know, so, yeah. But it's a nice, uh, it's a nice compliment because yeah, you can get way higher yields. Um, uh, the flavor, uh, it's hard for me to describe it because this is my second beer using it, so I'm going to get more from, you know familiar with using them themselves. But I think it comes down yeah, mainly to yeah. yield. Yeah. Well, come, th- it's a great beer. It's a great IPA. The 100 IPU thing, uh, IBU in the, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't have noticed it. I wouldn't have said, like, oh, you went back to using bittering hops. Like, uh, 10 pounds of CTZ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> he went four four stars out of five. He went back to using bittering hops. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, normally like this style, but which makes me question everything we've been talking about for so long. Where it's like, oh, just move everything to late edition because you'll fuck it up if you put it all in in the early edition in the bittering. Well, also, in in hindsight, I would have taken out half of those fucking whirlpools and just put them in the dry hop. Okay. You know, like, okay. Like going okay. back, I yeah. think the beer is great. I love it for what it is. So you'd have kept the hundred. I've used it as a bittering edition. Yes. You would have halved the whirlpool and then just put that in the in the uh, dry hop. Yep, one hundred percent to get more aroma. Yep, even with the chilling of the whirlpool edition. Yes, I don't. I, I mean, then again, this beer was keg. At 11 a.m. this afternoon. Okay. So, you know, you know I, I'm a firm believer of uh, shock. Right. It's, yeah. So we need... Yeah. In three days, I might completely change my opinion. Yeah, this so, beer will be different in a couple of days. Yeah, You're right. So like, and, and that's my problem. Like, you know, make it... You taste it every single day, and all you do is obsess over it. Yeah, and yeah. If, yeah. In my opinion, you just continuously try and find things you don't like about it that make them better, as opposed to always being happy with it, right? Okay. You know, and that's kind of like the mindset. So, yeah. It's JP's it life. Be, it might yeah, be badass, right. but that's right. yeah. I'm always going to just think, ah, oh, this could be better, this could be better, this could be better. You know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's my mindset of this show. I want to try this beer in three days, too. I think uh, I think it will change. It'll always and, be and, and only for the better. Yeah. Uh, Fill one keg just for tonight. So. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. Oh, good. Oh, wait, I have the keg. I can taste have. it in three days without going to Ghost Town. Yes, you have. Oh, you this have, is great. Yeah, it's not released I was thinking, week, I was so, like, yeah. I really want to, but am I going to fucking drive to Oakland? I don't know. Uh, okay, I'm going to come here. I'm going to text you, too, because, uh, yeah, I believe I believe in that like kind of bottle shock, keg shock oh, thing, too. Oh, um, I think just a little... Little change happens, and um, it's already a great beer. Oh, well, right. I think the level of bitterness is awesome. Like it's just, right. Yeah, I mean, you kind of don't get that nearly enough lately. It seems. Yeah, cool. and like it's not session double IPA, <laughs> which is an IPA. Which, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, and session triple, a session double. Again, with our show at Russian River, like I was kind of, Vinny was shifting my vocabulary a little bit, and uh, I don't know. I, I can just listen to other people and what they say, and I've been saying for a while, like, oh, yeah, I like the flavor and the aroma, and I don't want that, like, you know, strong bitterness, right? And and Vinny was, when I listened to him talk, he was like, uh, I actually like a strong bitterness, and Blind Pig has a very firm bitterness. <laughs> And all of the flavor and the aroma. And as he's talking, I realize Blind Pig is one of my favorite beers on earth. So here I am parading around saying, I don't want that firm bitterness. I like that. Parading. Yeah. <laughs> I could just see well, you. On just, the show, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I'm just Making like yeah. big steps. Like, oh, I hate <laughs> yeah, bitterness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was stamped on his shirt. Right. The whole thing. Well, you know, as brewers have come in over the years and they're like, oh, just do everything in the late edition. And I'm like, yeah. I like the flavor and the aroma right, right. too. Yeah. I'm hip. I'm with uh, it. Yeah. Hello, fellow teenagers. I just I'm very uh, I don't know if a word, but it might be one of them. Uh, Easily swayed. In swayed. The court of um, yeah. But I think we way. actually what I was really taking away from it is that we all like flavor and aroma. Well, <laughs> it, sure, that's why they we don't drink have to be. They don't have to be mutually exclusive. Right. And we've been talking so long about late edition and not having too much. Uh, 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 firm or acute bitterness. Hell acute. Um, but 
It turns out I do like some firm bitterness. There we go. Like in this beer with 100 IBUs. Yeah, it's it's funny because there's so many breweries out in the world, and each one of them has a, a distinct way that they want their beers to taste. Whether mm-hmm. and some like like back to the session IPAs, you know, watery, but with a lot of bitterness. Mm-hmm. That's what they like, and there's some people that like it, and most people I think really really don't. So it is an interesting time to be uh, you know into beer, whereas yeah. you have you're almost navigating other people's personal like dating. Profiles, right? right? You're like on Tinder for beer, essentially. We're yeah. like, well, this, I don't know if I want to like really hook with this brewery because their their shit's a little too bitter or not enough bitterness or whatever. And sure, you kind of have to find that that center ground, I think, with, yeah. with, with bitterness and flavor and aroma. Yeah, because not everybody has those three things in in the amounts that you want. And I also feel like in all of these conversations that we've been having over the last several years, really, I felt like the spectrum was really wide in terms of how bitter, how firm the bitterness is and, or how much it's directed toward aroma or flavor. The spectrum of and what you like? No, th- just whether it's firm bitter or okay. not firm bitter or, or heavy on the aroma and flavor or not. And now I'm feeling like that spectrum is actually really fucking tiny okay. because, uh, you know, this beer to me, I'd be like, "Oh, that has great flavor and aroma, yeah, and a firm bitterness." And it's all like the spectrum's not as big as I think I've even made it out in my head to be. Mm-hmm. You and know, the, and the number doesn't necessarily mean anything. Everything, a hundred yeah, IBUs yeah, yeah, yeah. tastes totally different in two different beers. In two different yeah. beers, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It matters on what hop varieties it's coming from, your water profile, residual. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many other things. It's not just oh, there's a hundred IBU beer. Yeah, I'm going to like it or not. You're right. You're right. Oh, totally. Which yeah. back to J- I don't know why I keep agreeing with fucking JP no, here, uh, which is why he doesn't want to see like hop sugars on the menu, so, no, that, no. We, so that we don't <laughs> right. like go down that path of like, yeah. well, IBUs mean means one thing, right. it well, means how bitter it is. Like for I mean, and I'm not advocating for for the removal of ABV. I'm not at all. Uh, no, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. But but what I'm about to say, I'm kind of couching like for me, and I I think I've talked about it on the show maybe a couple of times, but mostly in private, where I like. Four, five to five, five, maybe, right? For my alcohol. Yeah. And that's what I shop by. I honestly shop by ABV now because styles don't fucking mean anything. Although that feel like that's coming back a little bit more. But what's the difference between a five, five and a five, eight? Nothing. Yeah. It's really nothing, right? I yeah. mean, besides like the, the actual number. But Whether or not you buy it. Right. Well, that's true. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, I just have this habit of putting myself in this fucking box of like, I can't get out of because I don't want too much alcohol. Is 0.3% of alcohol too much? much alcohol no it's it's not really gonna and it's preventing me from enjoying another beer right this thing so i have to limit myself because i don't because i i don't know i hate myself too much but i feel like if we do and and it was you know obviously a joke we're not going to put hop sugars out there but if something like that was there i think people are going to think that they know more than they really do about it and then they're going to go well i mean that's you know come on no this is what i'm talking about yeah yeah i i agree yeah or like you know i've brought up on this show and the, and I think the hop show like uh, will, will we have a, will we end up with a number for perceived bitterness? And listening to you talk now, I'm like that's a fucking horrible idea because yeah. <laughs> then it'll numbers. be like no longer my menu out there will say uh, IBUs, <laughs> PIBUs, <laughs> yeah. and everyone will go I'd like your highest PIBU. Right? <laughs> yeah, well then we're then we're like meta. Yeah. 
who perceived it? Right. Yeah. Then, then, then it's, it's the very much the, the meta where it's like, well, yeah. to whose percent? If it's perceived and you put a tangible number on it, then it's not yeah. perceived anymore. Yeah. Then, it's that, then, then everyone just has an aneurysm. I prefer, I prefer the Crosley can, perspective. I grade on the Billups bell curve. Of, <laughs> oh, my God. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Teresa, can we do a collaboration beer called Peeboo? Pibu, okay, Bryce. Pibu, it's it's all about perceived bitterness. We're not going to tell anybody what it means, but yeah, we'll, say, we're going to know P-boo. it's Pibu. It's a cool name too. It They'll is. just be like, oh, Pibu, it's cute yeah. there. I can build anything around a cool name. I love it. If you like R and B from the nineties, Pibu. Yeah. <laughs> Pibu Pale. Pibu Bryson. Oh, Pibu. <laughs> uh, all right, we've got one more beer in our glass that Do I want to make sure that we taste uh, before we got to let these guys go. Uh, what is this next beer we have here, Justin? It's, uh, we call it the Unholy Stout. It's our Imperial Stout, 11%. Um, this is our um, barrel version, however you want to call it. This um, The majority of this went in the barrels. We left 20% aside just for taps and everything. But, okay. Um, yeah, we did a blend of Templeton rye barrels and some Buffalo Trace and one other, I forget the third barrel. But um, So 20% yes. went into stainless and then we're tasting the barrel. We're ta- no, we're tasting the stainless. Right this now. is the stainless. No, okay. this was literally, yeah, we just caked this off two weeks ago, let it rest in the cake for, but... Um, Got it. Yeah, yeah um, first and purest up. Weaver, uh, Golden Promise as your base malt, and then um, a blend of light caramel to dark caramel malts, and then uh, some roast barley and some uh, carafa de husk. Okay, yeah. Basically, what blend of six malts, and that's about it. And um, it's one of those. It was a fun one to brew. Uh, we basically filled our mash down to the brim. We didn't sparge. We just drained our mash. Oh. Then, just once or like batch? Uh, we did it twice. Okay. Oh, no, it's one, like a batch sparge. No, yeah. no, excuse me, once, and then we had to throw in a little bit of some uh, Mutton's, uh, Mutton's DME, so okay. some English DME in there. Okay. Just to help hit our gravity, but our target gravity is about 1125. Wow. Uh, so nice and big. <laughs> wow, uh, yeah. Terminal came in and around a little It was actually to the brim of your mash done, I'm yes. guessing, like right there. Yes. Wow. No, no, I mean, I mean our mash holds about... Uh, 1,500 pounds, and we put about 1,650 in there. Okay. So, <laughs> wow. And then with the uh, you know little amount of water as we can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, filled our kettle to that, hit that, and then we got our DME in there with a touch of dextrose. Okay. Kind of took a pre-boil gravity, calculated our IBUs out from there, and then we did a double batch of that. And uh, we were able to hit 11% with our, you know, about 85% attenuation. And then... Um, yeah, the remaining went in the barrels. We're going to let that rest for at least a year, if not two. Okay. And then, uh, English yeast? Uh, double one. A cow. Yeah, cow. Yeah. So. Wow. But, uh. It's fucking good beer. Oh, thanks, man. I really like this beer. I, 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 that Golden Promise is a base. I don't know. I mean, it's silly, but yeah, yeah. It's like little things like that. You know, it's like not, I don't know, some little touches to it. But, mm-hmm. uh, no, we're all really stoked on it. And, um,. The barrel versions just smell so fucking. Oh, I bet. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're really, really stoked. And it's all different barrels. You were saying, so you're gonna yeah, blend. A, yeah, yeah I blend to three different barrels. Okay, so that's gonna be nice. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're gonna let that kind of uh, just age itself. You know, if it's ready in a year, it's ready. If yeah, not, we're gonna give it a little more time, and then. Uh, Will you save any of of it out of the stainless? And uh, so that you could compare what the barrel did aging to. We'll, um, 
probably not. We'll probably just rebrew the batch. Okay. Closer to it. You Got know, it. And then if we need to do a little blending or anything like that, we can do it then. I see. Get some more cooking with it. But by then we'll be on the larger system, and I think we can achieve a higher gravity naturally without having to add. Okay. You know, other things to it. Okay. So Eleven twenty-five wasn't high enough. <laughs> no, no, I, no, Beardy. No, Shut up. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> I would just be curious how it, how this one aged too, like next to the one in the barrel. Well, I mean, like not to bl- like I hear what you're saying yeah. to blend back if you need to. Yes, obviously, great idea. Just in case, you never know what's going to happen in those barrels, right? Um, so that's some smart brewing on your part. But I would, yeah, I'd be curious just even how this one ages. Uh, I don't know, in a keg. I don't know what. I'm sure we'll, I mean, this is Jason's guy that asked. We'll probably send a couple half barrels off to the cellar. Just to, yeah. I'm not uh, asking Jason. I'm year. virtually telling you. No, okay. <laughs> yeah. to, uh, no wrong Jason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. It's all right. Never mind. You, yeah. can, <laughs> you don't belong to me. <laughs> just uh, keep coming into the tap room, and I'll yeah. tell you if we're releasing the <laughs> Okay, okay, good. Yeah. Just every week. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I like that. Not ready quite yet. Yeah. yeah. So. This one's on tap here at the Hop Grenade, too, right? Yes, yes. I really, know, this is a good beer. I think you should come try this. No, uh, you know, it's our first big imperial stuff. We, you know, we've done a couple of American barley ones. You know, we, uh, we're really going to start getting the barrel program going real, real quick here. Not, we have the new location for it, but okay. this is our first, uh, beer of this ABV with this kind of residual sweetness to it. And yeah, yeah, no, we're, uh, we're pretty happy with it and excited to see how it turns out. Yeah, the I guess the thing I'm liking about the residual sweetness, which I normally don't like, is uh, uh, just a, a pretty strong amount of roast, too, mm-hmm. that is making that residual sweetness uh, palatable to me. It's not accurate. It's not chalky. Um, it's definitely sweet. But normally, if it was just sweet, I'd be like, okay, well, that's good. Let's move on. Um, but... I think it's got a good amount of roast to it that is making it, uh, uh, makes me like it more. It's balancing to where it's almost just feels more silky mm-hmm. and thick. It's it's not Thank you. one way or the other. Yeah. Like you were oh. saying. Where yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's not cloying. Yeah. There's like, and, and something that I've had happen with my stouts on occasion and I've gotten better with. So I'm actually super impressed. You guys hit it out of the park on this yeah. first one, but it's like, if it's got too much bitterness, mm-hmm. it has to age out for a while before it's really nice. Oh, this yeah. This is, sure. like, already nice. So, mm. yeah. it's pretty cool. cool. It is really nice. I, I agree with you. I, I would like to see this in, like, two months. Yeah. Just a little bit. For for me, there's, like, the, the alcohol is there. But all that softness, there's, like, that kind of, like, marshmallow softness. There's the, the roasty part that's in it, too. But right now, it's, like... It's sixty percent just gelling really nicely. Yeah, I would love just those a couple flavors. months, just a little bit, just for me. I mean, you know, I don't know. But, well, and with yeah. that, I think Teresa brings up a good point. So two mu- two months might be like a sweet spot, yeah, uh, maybe. but a year maybe too much of the bitterness drops out, and now I start right. complaining that it's too sweet at the at the end. So if, be careful, you know. Don't let you. That's what you're. <laughs> watch out! Watch the fuck yeah. out! Well, don't worry. I'll only complain to you. But that's the thing. Like the things that drop out of beer. That's it's not very linear. Like it, whether it's hops that drops out or the sweetness starts to turn more into something else, uh, sherry or whatever. Right. I mean, yeah. You can plan for some of that shit, but yeah. I, but you're right. For the most yeah. part, it's like. 
like with a beer like this, you know, if you go too long, you could lose some of those subtleties that yeah. make it really good. I mean, it's 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 great. Yeah, I like this beer. Yeah, you got to mind your pee boo. Can you guys, That's right. Mind your peas and boos. <laughs> That's right. Can you guys taste the uh, maple donuts and bear claws? That we threw into it? Did you really? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, well, there is there is a little pastry to it. There is a little caramel to it. There is a little. Uh, you are easily sweet. We've I already know. figured this out. You say like hacked. say two things. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that. Your brain has been and hacked, I, and I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, really. Yeah, huh? Pour it directly <laughs> into my urethra, please. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, uh, awesome beers, gentlemen. Thank you for coming in here. Thanks um, for having us. You, awesome. you guys are doing good work over there. I'm glad to see you growing and, and growing fast. Uh, good luck with that. Um, you know, I'll have to have you back after, uh, not during for sure, but maybe after the, the 30 barrel goes in. I'll be curious how fucking disastrous that was for you guys or or smooth i'm wish i'm wishing i'm wishing for smooth wonderful stories for you yeah yeah right <laughs> uh maybe i'll come down with a camera and just kind of catch you guys on a day <laughs> uh, but justin i'm proud of you i've I seen you around here for for a while you're making good beer at black diamond i'm proud to see you making wonderful beer with ghost town it's it's fun to have you on the show thanks so man. yeah dude. stoked to be here dude this is fucking great awesome yeah. Um, if this good, it won't be a ghost town for long. Oh. Oh. Twitter. Oh, got it. I don't know. People are, not good. People are on Beardy's side tonight. No, it's not good. It's not good. Because it's, it's, the implication is it's a ghost town. Right. Yeah. Oh, I see. That's, he's, that's JP's right. From a marketing perspective, that one's bad. How many, how many JP's as bright as that? That's like at least 25. <laughs> but does it matter? Because yeah. everyone it's your, it. It's your show, man. Does the it matter? Custom, the, I don't the, know. The customer's no. always right. Everybody liked it better than yours. Fuck. The customer. <laughs> yeah. That, that like 60% of us are cheese balls. So. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I'm not even a dad. You should be better at dad jokes. I should be better at a lot of things. Dad related. I've been sure. saying that for years. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You're not wrong. For years, you've been right. <laughs> Uh, all right. My other well, kids don't know, so it's fine. Mm. I'm not kicking you guys out. I got to take a quick break, and um, when we come back, we're just going to have a little more fun. But you're welcome to stay and drink beer with us if you want to do that, or you can go out in the tap room and drink beer. You know, it's up to you guys. A lot of people feel like fuck this. I got been in here long enough. Yeah. Next to Beardy's, next to Beardy's awful jokes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they group in the corner and make everybody uncomfortable. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, but what I'm going to do is take a, a really quick break, actually. So we're just going to okay. take a couple of minutes uh, so we can regroup. We'll come back. We'll get some more done and uh, have some fun. But uh, uh, I just want to thank you guys again for being here. You can go to ghosttownbrewing.com, ghosttownbrewing.com. We're probably finding you all on Facebook as well, Twitter, Instagram, all the things. Foursquare? Is that a fucking thing, JP, anymore? Snapchat? I, don't, I think it's <laughs> sort of coming back, but not really. Yeah, it's, it's really <laughs> yeah I thought it was. <laughs> You're try- you've been trying to bring it back? <laughs> I've been trying to bring it back. <laughs> You're like, hey, everybody, <laughs> yeah. I'm over here on Foursquare. Right. I'm just waiting for but you to come. <laughs> just like in middle school, no one wants to play Foursquare. <laughs> Nobody. Me, so. Yeah, all right. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Tyler from Libertine Brewing Company in the central coast of California. You're listening to Brewing Network, The Session. It sucks. Does it suck? It sucks. But that's what's good about it, is that it sucks, right? All right, thanks so much for hanging out with us. You're welcome. 
I also want to thank my friend Sully from the 21st Amendment for being a sponsor for so long. He's going to come do some co-hosting with us, too, I think. Um, But uh, they brought back toaster pastry. Did you know that? I did, and uh, I'm disappointed that I went to the store that didn't couldn't find it. Oh, no. Yeah. Ah, keeping up with demand. Uh, That's a 7.6% ABV, 74 IBU beer. And it's one of the beers that I break my, like, five and a half rule for because it tastes very good. Yeah, it's their India Red Ale, um, and... I don't know. It's a, it's a good beer. I like that. And they, I felt like they changed it just a little bit this time for the better oh. with a, a firm bitterness. Oh, as, a, as a matter oh, as a matter of fact, there you go. You're, you're embracing your firm bitterness <laughs> yeah. stance now. I'm hardlining it on firm bitterness. <laughs> yeah, it's the first uh, beer that they brewed out of their San Leandro brewery uh, back in 2015, um, mm. and. It, like I don't know if you know, but that was like the old the plants, like the old Kellogg's. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were like, oh well, what if you know Kellogg's made all those like old breakfast foods, like Eggos and Pop Tarts, Frosted Flakes, yeah, Pop Tarts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were like, oh, let's let's check this out. So they made toaster pastry, uh, which is a bit of an homage to their predecessors. So it's available in stores now. It's a limited release. Um, so if you see it, as JP now knows, grab it, um, and then get ready for their next one, which is Hop Crisis in June. Nice. Um, nice. Man, I went to the to the well to the grocery store, like I said, and uh, I was really there. I wasn't lying, and um, I saw they had a six pack of El Sully. Oh yeah, fantastic! Beer. I love that beer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, pff, easy, no choice, easy choice, no brainer. Like, I just agree. Pick it, put it. So uh, I go and I'm I'm uh, putting it in the fridge, and I you know tear the the paper like six pack. And I pull out this can, and it doesn't fucking stop. The can keeps going. It was a four-pack oh, of the Stovepipe 19-ounce, oh. like 19.8-ounce can. El- of El Sully. Of El Sully. And I'm like... I'm all about that. What the fuck? is so I text Sully. I'm like, hey, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't know because when you look at the, the packaging, it's slightly smaller. Okay. Um, and then in the top, like, eighth, it says, like, 19-ounce cans. I didn't see it. I just saw the the name, El Sully, and I'm like, I'm going to grab it. Grab this. it, Let's yeah. Go. So were the yeah. cans, like, horizontal in the package, or? They were, yes. I think so. Oh. No, 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 oh, no, no. It was, it was stand upright. upright, but I think on the on the shelf space, it was It just know, didn't horizontal. look all that. <laughs> it, well, it, did, it, did, also, it didn't stand out to me. So and your like, eyes were playing tricks on you because the, the, the labeling was the same. The labeling's pretty much the same, although so. it's slightly Slightly different, but okay. you know, I'm scanning the shelf because yeah, yeah, I yeah. know Safeway doesn't have a whole lot of good beer, yeah. so I know when the good beer is there, and I just brand recognition pop that thing, and so I'm like, uh, I didn't even notice because yeah, they're mainly for like music venues and stuff, and I go, okay, that's that's fine, right? Um, well, fuck it, and I opened that thing because I and I thought it would be like, well, by the time I finish it, it's no, gonna be too warm. It's the perfect it was size. so good, and yeah. it, it was still cold. And I'm like, oh, this is my new format. Yeah, I really yeah. Impre- and that, but I had, of of that beer, of that beer, right? Yeah. But I had three of them, <laughs> and I don't I don't drink that much beer normally. And then right. I'm like, I, uh, <laughs> this is too. It's it's an easier way to drink more beer, um, right? And I really appreciated it just on some level, which I is saw. why I buy two four packs at a time <laughs> right. because my house is a bit like a music venue. Yeah. every night. That's true to myself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I saw those as sold as singles at, at my grocery store. The, I've only two fifty or something. Like I've that. only ever okay. seen them sold as singles. I've never oh. seen the four pack. Yeah. 
yeah. know, I guess I don't go to the grocery store often enough. That's what I'm learning right now. Well, I'm do you go to the, the, now? Here's a fair question. We do, both reached for it, a Do you have like a liquor store that you go to because there's like a better beer selection, or you just don't go buy beer that often? You know, I live in a small town. Yeah, I'm a little. So I usually don't go to buy beer. Like you bring I, I beer home rely. from the brewery. I, I have a lot of my own beer. I rely on beer that people bring me. I would live do off the, the land. I would do the so, same. So, yeah. By the way. Kind of like that. So I, we all try to share in the bounty here, too. Like, oh, you take this one home. You take this one. For the same reason. Like, we don't yeah. want to go spend a bunch oh. of money on beer either. I just look. Uh, I'm window shopping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't afford that stuff on the beer aisle. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, every now and then, there is a liquor store here where the the guys will recognize me, and they're fans of our beer festival that we do, and they'll give me a little discount. And then I'm like, oh sweet! Like I can tell the ones that recognize me. I'm like, okay, good. I'm gonna stock up. I'm gonna buy like 15 of these six packs today because I'm gonna get my discount or whatever. But I don't spend. I try not to spend a lot on beer, also. But the the reason I ask is if you if because there is a difference between the grocery store and and a good liquor store, right? Like let's be real. Oh yeah. Um, and I mean, maybe I'm just stating the obvious. But, like, certain grocery stores can kind of, you know, look, I always yeah. want a Drake's. You know that. So I can hit the Safeway almost anywhere in the Bay Area for a Drake's, and so I'm good with that. I can always get a 2-1-A of some yep, kind. Maybe sure. maybe not the toaster pastry. Maybe not always the, the kind of seasonals that, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah. So yeah. if I'm going grocery shopping anyway, I'll hit the beer aisle and find something that I like. But if I'm just going for beer, I tend to just go f- to the liquor store. Mm-hmm. That I know will have a few things. Right? There are a couple yeah. grocery stores that actually sell food that have killer beer selection in Berkeley. Oh yeah, 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 just like yeah. A couple aisles of their grocery store are beer, right? And it's even refrigerated too. Yeah, too. And you know, I haven't been to a Whole Foods in a while, but they were good at that for a bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about since are. Amazon. I was, okay, I was there a couple weeks ago. Okay, um, and yeah, I got some some good beers there, and it's stuff you can't really, at least I can't really find way out in the sticks where I live. It's Safeway. I mean, we have a Bevmo, but it's the if you look at the. I'm also trying to be a firm believer on date codes now that yeah. more breweries are using them. Yeah, and I'm just I'm not trying to pay you know nine bucks a six-pack for eight-month-old IPA or eight-month-old yep. Pale or whatever. So, On a warm yeah. shelf. Right. So yeah. I just go to Safeway, and it's you know basically, like I said, three or four brands, and that's kind of it because that's, that's all we get. So, but, uh, but I'm fine with that. Even in the Safeway here, three to four brands that I would even look at. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to say, though... I, what I kind of like about the safe the Safeway model, if you can find those three or four brands that you like, mm-hmm. they're moving through some beer. They move through some beer. So absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm not really having a problem with fresh beer from Safeway. Right. That that's, and Colt. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's why I'm I'm getting it there because it, it's fresh. Yeah. And it, it is limited, but but what's limited to is does move. And in fact, sometimes at the liquor store. If it's like, oh, I've heard of that brewery or I want to try that brewery, I am having a freshness problem. Mm-hmm. Because maybe that shit, like, they're just not moving the volume. So right. instead of having four brands that they know they can move, like a Safeway, a good liquor store is obviously trying to have some selection. Yeah. 
And yeah, occasionally, in fact, I didn't even notice it with one of them. I bought a, a six pack of cans and I thought it was all right. And I brought it golfing with a couple of the guys here from uh, the hop grenade. Yeah. And uh, Jason wanted to trade me. He's like, oh, I'll give you one of mine that I brought you. And he drank it. He was like, oh, thanks for the old blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Got him. I was yeah. like, oh, really? Yeah. It's old. And, and it comes from a liquor store that him and I both like. Yeah. And I just was like, oh, yeah, I guess that is a problem sometimes when you're trying to carry selection yeah mm-hmm. you're gonna end up with old shit that's not the that's not the liquor store's fault no frankly and it, well it's the brewery's fault and it, it, it not that they have the uh, the resources to go around and like pull old beer and no, put up old beer like i get that i understand that but you know i mean that's, the same thing happens with bars with too many taps yeah, Even yeah. Like they'll tap, and the keg will be sitting there ready to go. It's not the brewery's fault that a bar tapped a keg and couldn't move it in six months because they have 40 other beers. But I think well, if the okay. brewery never checks up, then it kind of... Yeah, it's not sure. a good representation. Or the distributor or whatever. And, and that's yeah. kind of what I mean. So you're right. Okay, so like my uh, my tap house doesn't have that problem because, A, we don't have that many taps. Right. We're not a yard house or some bullshit like that. Right. So I can see your point there. But it kind of brings me back to, and I said this on the air before, where Jamil told me years ago where he said, everything that's wrong with your company is your fault. And I was really offended. It's a very Jamil thing to say. It is. Yeah. I was really offended when he first said it so to me. So he's depressed. I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, come on, wait. But, but he was right. Yeah. And what you know, like what he meant to say was kind of what Teresa's saying. Well, like, well, did you check up on that beer? Like, did you go back and see? Did you? And even if you don't have the resources, like there are excuses. There are excuses. But it doesn't make it less your fault. So, like, I can say uh, there are plenty of things wrong with the Brewing Network that I can certainly give a reason for why that's wrong. It doesn't make it less my fault. You know, so that, that I think that's kind of what I mean about that. Yeah, but like, it, okay, they look, the, they don't have the resources. I know, and I said and, that. And even if it's an account that's not moving the beer fast enough. Many brewers aren't going to waste their sales, their few salespeople's time going back and checking on the slow-moving accounts. You're right; it's They're still their to fault. Just turn and burn. You're, you're, you're absolutely. Right. Those are the reasons, and it's, it's still the brewery's fault for not having enough money to yeah. be able to employ. But employ yeah, yeah, if, yes. If you sold. If I you sold don't pass the buck. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're still. It's still your name on the line. Like we, sure. told, we are self-distributor. We totally go through this. We go back to our our accounts and we that this beer got more like our, our benchmark is we want IPAs to be there no more than three months mm-hmm. well if that's gone over three months we buy that beer back so there you right. go yes. yeah and that's how the to me that's how the brewery makes it better it, like I, I've seen many situations where if there's a beer that's old out at a bar mm-hmm. someone will make a comment on social media or even email a brewery directly yeah and if, if the brewery doesn't actually then go through the effort to go fix that situation, buy the beer back, or whatever. I think if the brewery does that, mm-hmm. that's the best the brewery can do. I disagree. I think for a craft, well, for a small craft brewery. Again, here's what I think: uh, there are problems with the brewing network that I don't have the resources or ability to fix. They're still my fault. It's my fault that I haven't figured out how to either have a better system, how to have more resources, how to fix that. So, in other words, you're, 
maybe it's your responsibility. Maybe it's, it's not your fault. I think I think those two things could be mutually exclusive. Like it's your responsibility to to grow the brewery network. But if if you can't think of the thing, that's not your fault for not knowing how to think of the thing. Right? It is. It is. It's, I didn't. But, but I didn't go learn it. it. I didn't do yeah, better. But if you don't I know didn't. That it's uh, out there, and you're researching, and you're learning as much as you can, but you don't hit on this one thing. Yeah, it's your responsibility, but it's not your fault. Well, as, right. you know what I mean. Let me let me say something in between. Yeah. And that is, I'm also acknowledging that I'm not perfect and I can't know everything and mm-hmm. I can't do all the things, but I'm just not skirting that it's not my fault. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I get, I, I ended up liking the premise that Jamil was saying. Yeah. Because if I were able to have more time, if I was a little smarter, if I was a little, like, all of these right. things, uh, I'm the one, the only one who could fix them, which makes it sort of, I'm then also the one whose fault it is. So I, I don't even mean it as a negative in some no, ways. No, 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 I know, but, you know. but, I, but I, think, I think fault and responsibility are different. Yeah, and I yeah. think you, what you're describing is it's your responsibility as the owner of the company yeah. and the visionary and the driver of this whole thing that's, that is here, the Brewing Network, right? Right. It's responsibility, but if something goes wrong, it's not your fault for not thinking right. about it. I think that's too much guilt, and maybe that's, that's my lack of my trying to shed all of my guilt and maybe... Maybe it's Jamil's like taking on all of his guilt, which that, he does. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think that there's, but there's a fine line yeah. between the, the 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 fault and the responsibility. Yes. But like, because whose fault would it be if the power went out right now? You like, you could have called P and G and E and known that the power was going to go out. Yeah, he could have had like, or a backup. Is that generator. really on your? I, fault? Could had, I could have had. I could have had backup generators. You should have backup generators. Yeah. Let's go. Well, but maybe a maybe a a, a more uh, uh, realistic question would be. If the power goes out, am I able? Do I have a backup plan to take care of every customer in there to pay their bill, get get their beer, and fi- yeah. so so that would be like my fault. So no, it's not my fault. The power went out, but it would be my fault if my customers had a horrible experience because of it. And so that's what I'm saying because if I didn't the plan makes for it. An effort to fix. The, be- the out of date beer. Yes, that's the same thing. Is it the brewery's fault that the beer went out of date at the same yeah, time? Yeah, no, because they. I mean, they. It's how they respond. If to the they problem. made yeah, an it's effort, how they, yes, it's how they respond to the problem. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. You can't yeah. make people buy the beer. Like, hopefully, they will buy the beer. But if they don't, do you have a plan? B? Sure. You have, which is yeah. so maybe I, I misunderstood you because I felt like Teresa was saying we go and and check it out and buy it back. Yeah, that's taking responsibility, and right. now it's yeah. So, but it's not Teresa's fault that it took eight months for that one account oh, to go I through. That oh, it, it is, would it be no, like but it would though. be her fault if a consumer ended up with an eight-month-old beer because she didn't take the necessary measures to make sure they didn't end up with an eight-month-old beer. And even if you're not capable and you guys don't have the resources and whatever, I'm just saying it's still your responsibility ultimately. Well, and you know we make such a limited amount of beer that if we're Putting our beer in a place that's sitting around that long, like we're not doing the right thing with our beer. Yeah, anyway, yeah, so. yeah. And so, yeah, there, there's all these ways. To, look, it, it's not black and white. But I ended up, whereas, whereas I, I don't even know how we got started on this, but where I, <laughs> where I was offended by his statement at first, in the end, I was like, he's right. He's right. Yeah. You know. I mean, you could say, well, it was the business's choice to sell it to that person to begin with. Yeah. And that's where they went wrong. Yeah, I mean, as a liquor store, if you have, like, aging product, you just throw, like, 25% off tag? You know, I don't know. 
Well, that's what happens at the yeah. retailers, too, which, by yeah. the way, I buy all the time because sometimes I don't give a fuck what I'm drinking. It's an like yeah. alcohol delivery system. Right. Uh, so I'm, yeah. I'm actually shocked you don't like uh, just cold vodka. Like, you're not at that point. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? So I'm very deliberate about that, actually. Yeah. Like, uh, we've talked about this over the years where, like, Doc would try to get me to start enjoying whiskey and stuff like yeah. that. You know, And I'm like, listen, I, I know me. I, I don't need another thing like this. I don't need another vice. I also don't like being like fall down shit house drunk. To no. me, alcohol delivery system is like just give me a little buzz and I'm ready to go to bed. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm like not looking for that fucking alcohol. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. I do not want to get into whiskey. Yeah. I do not want to get into cocktails. No, I, I mean. do just, not just ice cold vodka, just a shot every hour or whatever. But that that's like a ton mainline. of money. So. <laughs> Then it's probably fair to say that I exaggerate a little bit about how much <laughs> I, I, I just like alcohol. So is it fair or is it not? Now I don't know what this is. Well, because the truth is, I, I do love alcohol. I do yeah. love catching a bus. But yeah. I actually just really, really enjoy beer. Yeah. So I don't So I don't need another like alcohol. That's drink. why I'm but like But I will drink kind of like mediocre beer and still be like, well, it's still beer. Dude, I uh, Taryn bought a bunch of beer for uh, her sister's bachelorette party. And, mm. you know, they went to... To, uh, they went off in the coast or whatever, and she forgot the beer. It was a 24 pack of Pacifico. Okay. I'm like, oh, well, done. Let's throw it in the fridge. And I, I'm unloading all of it in the fridge. And, you know, we have a fridge in the, in the garage for, like, you know, fermenting and whatever. And I'm like, unloading the six pack or this 24 pack. I'm like, well, I'm, I don't have to go out in the fridge to get more beer to bring it back in. So I'm just pushing all of it in the fridge. And turns like, are we really going to drink all that beer? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking paid for. Yeah. It's not going to sit because if it's out there, out of sight, out of mind, Pacifico is not you're that throw great. It away. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's uh, you know it's almost gone now. Yeah. Well, you just yeah. wait until it's there. a hot day, and you got you got some limes. Seriously, oh <laughs> dude, I just I mean I'll yesterday was Pacifico it was anytime. cold and raining yesterday, and I had like I four of them. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's a good. I mean, it's a fine beer. It's not it a great is. beer, but yes, it is. I didn't really care. It's like whatever. It's fine. Yeah, there's, also, there's time. There are times when I do care. Like I think I yeah. mentioned that one of my favorite breweries I picked up at Trader Joe's. I was mentioned on the show a few weeks ago or whatever, and I and I was like, oh, okay. That one I had to throw out. I threw yeah. away the whole six pack. Like it just was not. I want to do that with that new Newcastle. I had that. Did I tell you about that? No new Newcastle. Yeah, but I, I had it. I ran into Dick yeah. a Beardy at the Safeway the other day. Yeah, you said the right the first time. And he was yeah. looking for that because he said you had tried it. I should have uh, brought it. Did you? So when you say new, I think what do we mention that it's made now by Lagunitas? It's made here. by Lagunitas, and it's a new recipe. Oh, it's it not, is. Yeah, it's a different recipe. What, how do we know that? Was that advertised? Yeah. They were like, oh, all new Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. It's a brand specific for the oh. U.S. market. Okay. It's a, it's a brand new recipe. And? I don't like it. I hate it, as a matter of fact. And I but struggle. you like the old Newcastle? I love Newcastle. Okay. Yeah, Newcastle's great. If, you know... If you, if, I would I would try to to shop it in twenty four or twelve packs where it was all like in the cardboard box so it didn't have any light ah. struck because that's the problem with Newcastle it's all light struck or yeah. Yeah. the rare time I found it in cans which I don't think they do anymore that was the best Newcastle in cans phenomenal beer. yeah um, you, you, we can't get that anymore I've never I've seen it I've only seen it maybe a, two or three times and even then that was fifteen years ago so okay. I, I okay. haven't seen it yeah. since I have no idea yeah um, but no it's it's very one dimensional. It's the new one is very one dimensional, hmm. kind of tastes like blood, a little oh. metallic y, oh, yeah. and just Iron. like crystal malt water. 
It was just not. It was not good. Okay. It, it was. It was. It was not. I would rather have a skunky Newcastle than, than that. Than the new one. And I have three left in my fridge. I don't even want to drink them. What was? Did you end up getting it that I night? Get, I did yeah. get it. Yeah. Um, to me, it tastes like they swapped out the English base malt for American two rule. Okay. And used Cal Ale. Oh, yeah. And that's pretty much uh, all they changed. Which uh, would which would be cheaper, wouldn't it? Exactly. Both of those in, things. In yeah. Luma, yeah. Yeah. And so they have it's their house yeast mm. and they just use their silo malt. Mm. But it is just like way dried out and not English yeah. malt. Exactly. No, it's very dry. No yeast character, just very dry. It, wow. But it, a lot of crystal just malt. A, it, it's just an American brown ale. Now. It's not even. I don't know, like, man. It's, <laughs> it's I think it's ABD. less than that. It's there's not American brown ales had some character malts to them, but it tastes just like crystal malt and blood. And it was not. I don't know, man. Mm. It was very like I said for me one dimensional. And that dimension yeah. was crystal malt with a hint of blood. I didn't get the metallic blood mm. character. It's, it okay. just tastes like a, a low ABV brown ale. I see. It's boring. Okay. Um, I wonder if we have to get. I wonder if Jeremy will talk to us about it. Yeah. Up there. Um. I didn't realize it was a new recipe. Yeah. I thought they were trying to actually. That's copy what I what thought too, because I was kind of like, "What's the point? Like, why not yeah, why? brew a favorite, <laughs> right. fresh and close to home?" Well, right, and I wonder if maybe they couldn't. Maybe they couldn't hit it, so like, well, we'll just do something else maybe. entirely. Uh-huh. But I went back to the to the same Safeway that I bought my beer at. It was a week later because look, when you have a kid, you're going to the fucking store all the time. Oh dear. Um, they had a full shelf of the new Newcastle, right? The the Heineken Newcastle, mm-hmm. and uh, next to it was the old place for the the Newcastle, like the the actual English version. It was all gone. The old version. Yeah, the old version's all gone, and the new castle, the new version is still there. So, huh. And I don't, I, in my it, mind, I'm correlating the two, right? And going, well, yeah. people must really love the old one, and they hate the new one, but, uh, you know. Or they, they, they stocked differently. Right, right? but that's, that's... But maybe you're right, like, yeah. because it's not like craft beer drinkers are really going to grab the, the, the old new castle. Yeah. I feel like it's the old... Maybe they're old or not. I'm just—they're old. Let's be sure. honest. But it's the old guys who <laughs> it's like me. I'm the one going for it. Like, oh, I want my old Newcastle. Just grab it. They look right. up and they're like, "Wait, new, new, new." I'll just take the old Newcastle. But I, I will, and and I wonder how much of it is actually maybe even marketing for Newcastle. Maybe that's too conspiracy theory. But it made mm. me want to go back to purchase the old version of Newcastle. Yeah, and I wouldn't—I hadn't thought about that beer in years. Right. And now I really want to drink. And I was actually a little disappointed that I couldn't, you know, pay sixteen dollars. <laughs> you know what I should have done, being the asshole I am, especially since I did it to you, after seeing it at the Safeway, I should have bought both and made this fucker uh, a blind taste <laughs> yeah. test them. Oh, man, there'd be no and, way. And pick your, and pick your favorite. Hell, man. Our Safeway didn't have both. It just had six in a 12-pack. Okay. Containers. Yeah. I looked. I should bring my. I, 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 I still have a bottle. I will bring my bottle, and I, I, I should have brought it a couple times since I've of seen the it, new of the new one. Because it's so funny well, the name. I still have some. The new key. The new Newcastle. Oh, you haven't finished it either. Yeah, I'm drinking Pacifico, and I have this stuff. In the I fridge. would rather like, drink the Newcastle than Pacifico. Yeah. Well, oh really? Like yeah. Go back the new Newcastle. Newcastle. Yes, I would. I think you should. The new Newcastle than yeah. Pacifico. Old now, Castle. Now it's making me nostalgic for Newcastle. Newcastle's good. We had a Northern English Brown Ale, but it had such a lame name. I had to rename it. What was it, was, it called? It was called Tiddlywink. <laughs> that, that's lame. I'm <laughs> sorry, Teresa. Why no dudes, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I'll have a, excuse me. Can I have the Tiddlywink? Yeah. I'd like a. 
Tiddly wink. Yeah. Right. yeah. Say it under the breath, like. Tiddly wink. Oh, yeah. uh, number four. <laughs> yeah, you guys fucked that up, Teresa. I, that was when I didn't name all the beers. Okay. I, I cannot take credit for that one. Yeah. I, I just didn't. Everything like, that happens is your, your fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Man, well, you, it's, it's my fault that Tiddly wink hasn't come back. Let's put it that way. What would you name it the, the next time? Have you thought oh, about I will that? I have that next time I see you. Brown Town. I have a whole process. I can't just like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I can't just like boom. Think of it up, yeah. I feel like we should name all Crooked Lane beers on the air nowadays. Yeah. Just on the air. Is every time we're just gonna it. we're gonna hash it out. We're gonna come with five ideas. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's we got, we got Twitter game every week. We got Pibu. Yeah. 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 Listeners, you can't steal that. That's I'm true. trademarking it right now right. Uh, on on Teresa's behalf. The full weight of John at the beer loss right. center will come yeah. down in your head. Yeah. Somebody's out there going. Hey, we already have people. Yeah, that's probably is yeah. out there. Everything's out there. Yeah, Newcastle. Fucking man. everything is out there. Now I'm thirsty for Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, what was our Twitter game today, JP? Uh, if you could, uh, uh, I don't know, what was it? Oh, it if was, you could give a strong, caring hug to anyone in history, who, anyone would, it, in who history. would it be and why? All right, before we get to the listener answers, let's go around the room. Oh, boy. oh God. I don't know. Uh, and figure out who... And just I'll I'll, 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 I'll waffle for a minute so y'all can think. Bebo, you're included here too. In all of history, in all in just I mean, yeah, sure, man. Why I not? can already predict Bebo's. I know who Bebo's is. <laughs> right. Travis Trent, Brad Paisley, but specifically his dick. <laughs> when a hug is wiener, just to get is <laughs> with both arms, <laughs> with all five fingers. Now, obviously, the Twitter game's already out there, so it's just more for our sake. Are we hugging the person for their sake or for our sake? Oh. Like, do the, we do we int- want the hug or the intent? I think was for our sake. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Which, who do we want to hug yeah. from? And, and so yeah. Who do we need a hug from? From anybody? I mean, yeah. The the, the implication is there is reciprocation. They will hug back. That was actually going to be like a finer <laughs> yeah. point I was going to put on the game. Like, no, that's, that's their arms just aren't at their sides, staring at you awkwardly. But that could be, you know, I don't know. I have mine. I, have I think mine. I have mine too, mm-hmm. but it's not for horny purposes, so it right. might not be as good. Hmm. Well, I don't, no, no, who wants to go first? Well, I assumed it wasn't for horny person because yeah. you said more of a heartfelt, uh, a, a strong, caring hug. Yeah, look, you can be horny and caring. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I'll go for it. Give you guys time to uh, think about it. But yeah. um, I got mine. I got mine. I got a backup. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, <laughs> in right. case I, in right. case I say well, that. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I would like to be hugged by James Earl Jones. You want to hug James Earl Jones? I want a hug from James Earl oh. Jones. He's seen. Oh, he's okay. such a. I also feel like during the hug, he he would say something nice oh, in the think, in the well, deep voice. What would he say to you? Yeah. Like you are a valued person. I, uh, <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> yeah. Justin, I am not your father, but right. if I could be. I would. Be. I don't know. It just sounds. He seems like a very comforting fellow. And soft. Oh, he's yeah. like a. Yeah. He's like a yeah. cushiony man. Yeah. I just yeah. like picture him when he gets all happy in Field of Dreams. Like once he, <laughs> oh, once laugh. he buys into the thing, he's got yeah. that la- That uh, right. I would. I and uh, I would like a hug from James, James Earl. Jones. Jones. That's not a bad choice. <laughs> that's my. That's my pick. All right, JP. So what's What's yours? Well, now I have three. Oh well, <laughs> you got to pick a number one. I th- I think a number one would be Steve Martin. 
Oh, oh yeah. I, would I know hug you're Steve a big Martin. Steve Martin. I, mean, fan. I am yeah. such a, an emotional erection when it comes to Steve Martin. Yeah, I, yeah, that yeah. man, I love him so much. That'd be a good hug. Yeah, I think so too. Right? Powerful, yeah. caring because he's a very caring, emotional, empathetic man. Would he, because he's a comedian, mm-hmm. would he slap you on the back no. while he hugs you, or just yeah? I, th- I think if you get to yeah. the level of you're hugging somebody like Steve Martin, yeah, I feel like it's very uh, you're accepted. Into the, like, because the slap on the back is very much like, all right, you get three pats and then you're sure. done, right? Like, yeah, and and that's really the 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 uh, the ex- accepted number of slaps, right? It's three. We can agree on that. It's like oh, how anything many, more than that. Like how many chuggas before a choo choo, right? Yeah. Standard. Yeah. There's three. Yeah. It's just a slap on the back. That's so, a limit, yeah. Right. But I think Steve Martin, when he hugs, he wants you to feel him. Right. 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 And his you connect the hearts together. I agree. Would there be a banjo in between you? No, no, no. no. He would, if no. he had it, he would, he would take it off. He would yeah. move yeah. it. He would even, he at least slide it behind Oh, no. Him. I think he yeah. would physically remove it. Right. Because oh. my arm will go around his. He's a yeah. very thoughtful hugger. Yeah. And and okay. by the way, just back to the slaps real quick. Yeah. You're, you're right about the three max, but yeah. there's there is a caring. There's a number value. One is they care more. Two, well, you think they so. care. Three slaps is the least caring of really? the slap hugs, whereas huh. one is just you get there. You almost, get that one, and that's almost you hear like that a, resonance. Yeah, in, yeah, in your friend's a, body cavity just kind of brings it in. But the three is like, okay, this is over. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Just the emo- you're yeah. tapping out um, emotional emotional resonance. I think that's a good. Mm. You know, you yeah. get that slap and you go boom and you feel that. Yeah, is it me? I think it's me. Yeah, is it your headphones? Too? One, one channel dropped. Yeah, out. my yeah. headphones go in and out, but. I got to cut this out because it's not happening on air. It's just happening on our headphones. All right. Um, yeah, that's that would be my uh, my number one. Okay. You know, but I have a hard time picking number one anything. So I always have multiple. Uh, that's fine. As you were yeah. talking, I thought of a number two. So I Who's had to say Bill Murray. Oh, Bill oh, Murray would be good. Yeah. And it was you saying Steve Martin that made me think yeah. of Bill Murray. Cause, uh, and me thinking of the slap, because no, Bill Murray would never slap. He no, would no, no, just... No. Uh, yeah, because you know, it's yeah. funnier. Yeah. But I don't think he would mean it as much as Steve Martin would. My second would be yeah. Sophie Turner, because she's my girlfriend. I don't know who that is. Sansa. Sansa. Oh, oh, okay. I love her right. so much. Yeah. And then uh, my third, just for, just for shits and giggles, John Goodman. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm a big John Goodman fan recently. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been a John Goodman fan for a while. He's good. All right, Bevo. Uh, I was a fan, but one day before can I you. Can I guess your historical person? <laughs> Paul It has to be historical? Well, I thought it was no. any person in history. Sure. So it is any person in history. What's the difference? And can now based on your answer, it, I don't have it right. No, go ahead. I want to hear you. I have two. Jesus. <laughs> I knew you were going to guess uh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, but no, tell I, me I'm wrong. I'd it, love like, to get a hug from Jesus, for uh, sure. See? But that wasn't number one because I just didn't think that that's where we were going with this. Okay. White yeah. Jesus or real Jesus? Real Jesus. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> what you got? What you got? I only have two. One of them is my mom because <laughs> I'm emo. And then number two oh, is... Wait, wait. You're, wait your mom. number one's your mom. Totally my mom. Okay. I forgot about my mom now, too. <laughs> uh, too soon. Actually, I want to get a hug from Justin's mom. Bunch of That's dead moms. Yeah. 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 But my number two is totally The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> See, now The Rock, slapper. He well, would slap her back. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, not her back, but... I, I love the, the opposing moral sides of Bebo. <laughs> where it's clearly Jesus, like, obviously and Jesus, and then on the other hand, the sexy-ass rock. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, all right, good ones. Teresa? 
Okay, well, um, since I'm a big fan of the jerk, I think I am going to choose Bernadette Peters because, you know, he got me on Steve Martin and my brain immediately went to Bernadette Peters and she's like this little pint-sized lady with a voluminous bosom. I could just pick her up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Carry her around. Okay, I understand. I understand this one. Yeah? All right. Wait, did you have a second just for fun? I don't. Uh, just you had a number one. I'm just sticking. I like it. That. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I like it. I was thinking uh, before the whole like it got on dead comedians. Um, <laughs> you had a different. Yeah. I had another dead comedian. Uh, I feel like John Candy would oh. give a good hug. Oh, yep. Who doesn't want a hug from Uncle Buck? I, I feel I like know. I feel <laughs> like he would have something smart and funny to say in your ear too. It, like, I, I feel David's like that's funny. like getting a, yeah. a hug from Chris Farley, where I feel like those people couldn't help make a to, joke out of it. Right? Yeah, they'd be grabbing your butt. Yeah, well, you wouldn't get a caring hug. Yeah. I've heard some unless they were coming down stories that John Candy did have a soft side. I see his. Bad. Oh, for sure. But I mean, like, so did Chris Farley. But yeah. I, I feel like hugging. I don't know. But look, I thought we were. It's your hug. Who this are is we the, to? Yeah, this is a safe space. Warren I can we were play out his. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's not like and it's your hug. A fan. Yeah, okay, yeah. but okay, it's caring. But who, you're giving him a caring hug. Who was oh. it before we started talking about comedians? You sound like it sounds like you had another one before that. <laughs> oh, Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Maybe that's my number two. Fuck Bill Murray. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You know, this is a good premise for a new sitcom. (laughs) We have comedians riding cars, comedians having cigarettes and coffee. Now we have comedians giving hugs. Giving hugs. Comedians hugging people. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be good. Yeah. Easy to produce. Yeah. I I think I can even handle this. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, what did the Twitter sphere say? Uh, we had, oddly enough, maybe it's not oddly enough, we had someone say Jesus in a non-ironic fashion. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I didn't put that on the list because I feel like that was too on point. Uh, Patty's House, Alan Loggers, says, I would hug Michael Jackson because, well, not that one. So I, I, I imagine he means... So the, the uh, writer? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. No. Yeah, or which yeah. one. But, yeah. uh, Who knows? <laughs> I, I want to go down this road, but we should. <laughs> nope. Uh, WM Daily says Napoleon Bonaparte. The guy seems like he could have used a hug. Okay. Uh, so that's the, yeah, that's the opposite. Like, who's getting the hug? He right. gives low hugs all the time. That's true. <laughs> uh, Matt, someone, I don't know is that his name. Uh, he says, if I if, uh, give Doc one after, oh, sorry, misspell. Now I feel like I'm reading feedback. I'd give Doc one after he fell off the BN stripper pole, picking mm. the little guy up and taking that weight off his busted ankle. Yeah. Yeah, he he needed it. That's for sure. Yep. Uh, Tyler says Louis Pasteur. <laughs> Without him, we wouldn't know what we do about yeast and brewing. The exhumation might be a little weird, but it's only awkward if you let it be awkward. So a thank you hug. Yeah, but like in like current Louis Pasteur, not you know, because he said the exhumation might be a little weird. Like, oh, I, oh, yeah. He kind of went. He kind of okay. went there. So a necroph- yeah. a necrophiliac uh, thank you hug. Yeah, the dusty we'll just, bones. We'll just let him know that he can resurrect him in this mm. story. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, unless he doesn't want to. Plus, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't. Uh, go on. Let's just carry <laughs> okay. On. Uh, Bracken said, "Whoever created this game, it's an obvious cry for help." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't know who that is. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, that's a good yeah. answer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Clicked, Clicked, whatever, says uh, Justin's shrink. 
Yeah, he needs it. So there you go. And then finally, they all do. By the way, <laughs> Brandon Doss says uh, Bevo. After she had to sit through Waka 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 being played live on air, followed by its meticulous analysis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like Bev could have used a hug then. That's probably the last thing she wanted. I literally though. did not want to be touched. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to go back and listen to that analysis, though, because I like vaguely remember that we dove into that. Oh, yeah. And line by I'm line. I'm sure it was you. awesome. It was so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. there aren't a lot of exact moments from the show that I remember. Like, I will never forget. <laughs> Are you making yourself a note? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was very thoughtful analysis, and soon uh, Fox Sports will be all over us to break stuff down. Or maybe guest judges on The Voice, something, because that was pretty, you know. Right. Yeah. I'm sure we did really good. Waka, waka, waka on a bad behind. Just so she new listeners can know. And it suits me just fine. Waka, waka, waka. Oh, I'm not going to hurt her. Waka, waka, waka. Look at that. She is a squirter. Oh, my God. What was wrong with this? I forgot about that last so part. That's the only line I remember. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, dear heavens. What? Oh, it's still going. Oh, no. It, it's She's going. in the Army think tank. Oh my god. How many out there whack it? <laughs> to that sweet Bebo racket. Oh no, it's the worst. Oh god. <laughs> I forgot how bad it was. I'm like yeah. turning inside out right now. Like, oh, I'm cringing so hard. Uh, uh, I am too, but I, it's from laughter. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'm having fun with it. Do me a favor, listeners, because I'm lazy. Uh, somebody who's a super fan, go back and tell me what episode we did the dissection of that in, because I would love to hear what we had to say. <laughs> like, I could already think of half of it as, I was, as I'm listening to it, and I was like, oh, God, did you say that, though? Uh. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Whatever happened to Sugar? Yeah. Poor Sugar. Uh, Maybe he made it. Maybe he went to Nashville and made it. Nashville. Okay. Well, let's go through and vote here. Um... Well, one of them was Jesus. <laughs> His arms seem kind of stuck in one position. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. That's, Warren. That's, <laughs> like, seriously. No. No, seriously. Hug me. Hug me. No, no really. Hug me. I'm hugging you. I'm a hu- I love you. Hug me. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Oh, you are horrible people. Um... All right, I'm like, Michael Jackson was one. I'm going to take that one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good with that. Uh, Napoleon Bonaparte. Mm-hmm. Anyone want to keep that one in? I think he's already kind of hugging uh, himself. Yeah, I could take mm-hmm. that one out. Uh, it's fine. Um, I like Doc after his uh, pole tragedy. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's He needed a hug. I'm, I'm going to leave that one in. Okay. Uh, a dead Louis Pasteur. Yeah, current, current Louis. I'll take that out since right. anyone has a strong feeling. Right. Um, <laughs> the current makes it better. Uh, whoever so in, whoever <laughs> invented this game <laughs> slash, yeah. slash cry for help slash JP. Okay. Uh, we're going to leave that in. I really thought you guys would go, <laughs> that's cool. Let's take it off. No, yeah. that one's no, that one's the winner. I, mean, I don't even know why we're talking about it. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Uh, I have to pee, so do it before I pee so I can wet myself. Uh, 
What? Jays shrink, yeah. uh, which actually should be plural. <laughs> Although I don't remember, if I told you I did get fired you by fi- one. We talked about it. Yeah, okay. that's and I think Still that's the plural. second <laughs> shrink that's fired you. Are you having, no, really? No, remember it was the opposite. I tried to leave the last one, yeah. and he was like. I will do this pro bono. Yeah, but I thought there was I thought there was one either before or after that that was like I'm not like I can't I think I think No, that's one. the recent one that fired me. Uh, the first one I tried to fire and my, he would not let me. Is my time my uh, timeline? Yeah, it's oh, all fire. blended together. Yeah. You don't, <laughs> you don't right. get much sleep. You got no, the I kid. Really don't, man. Uh, yeah, the first one was uh, I tried to leave and he was yeah. like, "No, seriously, yeah, yeah. I'll do it for free." But then didn't your craziness force him to like leave the country or something? He eventually <laughs> in, left the country. He's in Bogota right now, <laughs> writing his book about. Yeah, me. drinking yeah. ayahuasca <laughs> and trying to cleanse the spirit <laughs> of you. He's still in Just told Justin that he was leaving the country just to. Justin wouldn't show up. <laughs> right. Hey, Steve, yeah. no, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He changed his last name. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's trans now. Yeah, no, it was one of my recent ones that fired me. But the, anyway, uh, so Jay's Shrinks need a hug. I, I'm going to leave that one in there. Why not? Yeah. And then... <laughs> Bevo, <laughs> specifically because of the wacka 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 dissection. Yes, yes. I'm leaving that in for sure. I, I yeah, I would, I would say for me, that's that's the that's got the lead. Okay, this one's tough. It's a tough one. Yeah, um, I thought it'd be kind of a stinker, but it it no, it came one. out. It came out all right. <laughs> it came out good. Uh, all right, uh, raise your hand if it's Doc okay. after. Uh, the pole incident. I like it, but not enough. It's a yeah. good one. Yeah. Everybody who's in the finals right now, you should know that you've done a you've done a good job. <laughs> right, 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 right. But yeah, no votes for Doc right. after the poll. Even one though of you uh, has to leave. That's like an honorable mention right there. Um, okay, the person who invented. This game, raise your hand. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's the wow. rest of the studio. <laughs> Damn, besides okay. JP. All right, JP. Where was your vote going? Uh, to to Brandon Bevo, to Bevo after Bevo. the wacka wacka wacka. That was definitely my close number two. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Bevo deserved there. She a, hug. Is a shitter. She didn't want it, but she deserved. But it. I definitely didn't want a hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Needed, didn't want. Yeah, uh, I still don't want a hug. Don't all right. Me. So the winner is the person who invented this game slash JP Bracken really needs a hug good job Bracken <laughs> maybe we can find someone to give it to him yeah maybe, maybe uh... actually I'm in Bev's camp I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to be touched actually just tug on my pants and go <laughs> <laughs> should we close like with wacko 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 no I can't do it I used to play that like weekly. Yeah, it's no, really... and it's one of those maybe things we are like, growing yeah. up. If it, if it was submitted like today. Would, would, do you think we would oh. get as much traction? Do you think it would even no. hit the air? No, probably not. No, because, I don't think so either. But also because we have less like listener participation in general. Like it, there, it had its moment because people would call in and comment, and like it was a whole thing. And now it would just be us making awkward jokes about it. I feel like yeah. also on the heels of the. Me, Me too. too movement. That would be a very bad decision. <laughs> we, would have, we have to have our own Bevo Two movement. <laughs> Look at there, she's turning inside out from embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> it would be all of our ringtones. It just wouldn't be on the air. That's right. I mean, hey, babe, do me a favor. Call me. I can't find my phone. <laughs> oh, wacko, wacko, wacko. wacko. <laughs> 
I mean, do you think we should listen to it once more just to no. be sure? <laughs> it might well, have gotten better. It, there's, it can't hurt anything, right? I mean, <laughs> Bev is already embarrassed. Yeah, right. the, dam- yeah, the mm-hmm. damage has been done. <sighs> Maybe I'm Teresa getting a little traumatized because I actually... Had you never oh, yet no. heard it before? Oh, wow. Well, yeah, let's, let us regale you. I originally realized it was a song designed especially for you. Oh, yeah, I no, it's it was a really bad song. It is. One of, yeah. <laughs> You're not one wrong. Of, it's one of, I think, three songs written by the same oh, gentleman, yeah. one, one of which was too, too inappropriate 10 years ago to play on the air. Oh, <laughs> that is true. I forget. Yeah. Oh, there was yeah, one there that was. we didn't yeah, play, I wasn't yeah, there? You I, I can't actually, remember I've if you played it. I've never heard it. You wouldn't even let me listen to it. Yeah, I can't remember if you played it or not. You're right. I think you were no, What's that guy's name? Sugar Valley Brewer. Okay, we're not listening to it. And I gotta go get the pizza before the place closes. <laughs> I just want to see if I still have that song. That Because, there, yes, there was one that I was like... I'm not playing it, and yeah. I'm not playing it for Bevo. Which, look, at, I'm a fucking asshole. So that yeah. had to be rough. Bevo, I want to have non-consensual sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just did a search in my Gmail. I have so many emails from Sugar Valley. So that that song is in there somewhere. Search by attachment. Sure. Yeah. Where is our old? Didn't he friend? have like a like a like a hot daughter or something like that? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think that doesn't sound right. Mm, that to happen. me, you don't think it does. Sounds like a yeah. fantasy of yours. <laughs> <laughs> I want Sugar Valley to be my father-in-law. <laughs> Sounds like a weird fantasy of yours. Married uh, to the talent. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll call it a day. I just want but produce him. <laughs> if anyone wants to send into feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com, the show and the timestamp of when we actually analyzed Wacka Wacka. Emphasis uh, on anal. I would love to, to hear <laughs> 10-year-old us. Oh, God. Literally. Really? 10 years yeah, ago, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. 10-year-old oh, us. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, all right. Embarrassing. <laughs> this is how we get docs, Justin. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, wrong usage, Warren. I defined it on the show, no, whatever that was. Can't do it. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks to Ghost Town Brewing Company from Oakland, California. You can go to ghosttownbrewing.com and learn more about them. Check them out on Facebook, too. I think they got even more information over there. Uh, they're great beers. It was really enjoyable to yeah, have them in stuff. the studio. Yeah, that was nice. I had a, a couple of those pale ales. I might have another with Uh-oh. dinner with dinner here afterward, too. There you go. All right. We are off next week. It's Memorial Day weekend, so go out and be safe and be careful. Take care of each other. Don't do anything stupid. You know, you know these holiday weekends go. Everyone gets out there and crazy. Avoid the bookings. Drives home and don't do that. Uh, no. be, be be good to yourself and to others, and 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 don't drink and drive or anything like that. So and hug people, and hug people yeah. because you know you might it's, not get the chance. In a strong and carry manner. <laughs> if you're in Scotland, come hug me. I'll be floating around there. You in Scotland next week, huh? Not well, two weeks. Okay, yeah, nice. Jump not, the gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But there's no show next week, so now's my time to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, look for Beardy in Scotland. Yeah, he'll blend he'll right be, in. He'll be the ginger? Yeah. I don't know. He'll, be the, he'll be the most tan ginger. <laughs> First yeah. time, he'll just fit in. For right. Yeah. Hey, look at this black guy. No, it's me, Warren. I'm, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Have you seen yourself? <laughs> Pretty tan. All I'm right. going home. <laughs> we'll see you in a couple weeks. Good. Thanks, everybody. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. The studio is anything but a ghost town. As the as the crew from Ghost Town Brewing came in to talk to us about hop sugars and balanced beers, learn more about them over at ghosttownbrewing.com. 
Merge your love of Disneyland with the Lack of Engaging Podcast. Go to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Get on Twitter for some good beer inside and homebrew info and follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew. Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Warren is stuck over at Another Beardy. JP is on Instagram at Major Jip and you can find Bevo there as well at Beverly M. Moore. Be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sky and winning the race, JP does great as his charity. Can.